0: What's going on? I don't know. You have this very uh, weird-looking creature,
1: and this I found earlier at the today at the very last minute because I didn't get <laughs> because a you to- were
0: too you were too lazy to properly scare me, okay? And then, then, ladies and gentlemen, he has the nerve, the audacity to interrupt me before I can finish my ice cream. Pre, you know, pre-podcast Your ice cream. You, what you were you having? I was ha- I was having Neapolitan ice cream. Yeah. Oh, damn. You know, I that's I some... that's some good stuff there. Damn, I need some kind of fuel to get me through this. Oh, especially uh. no, no. I love this show, but I'll tell
1: you one. I, I do apologize because I love that ice cream. That is awesome. We always buy it.
0: Yeah, and um, well. That's why we're such good friends. I found out uh, something new um, but um you know now a lot of this stuff from this weekend was very enjoyable um you know, you guys may come on here expecting rants and blah blah blah, and I'm sure Elio will come up with one or two for me to go on, but um by and large, I thought um I thought it was a lot of positives. Uh, from this weekend. So I am very much looking forward to jumping into it in, uh, in depth detail. Um, I will warn you ahead of time, folks, this could quite possibly be um, our longest show uh, ever because um, I did something I don't typically do uh, to prepare for um, the festivities this weekend. ...in order to bring you the best product that we could. I took in-depth notes on all of the matches... ...except for uh, NXT Sand and Deliver... ...and uh, some of of the bullshit matches on WrestleMania Night 2... ...I didn't take extensive notes on. Uh, But um, by and large, I took extensive notes on... Uh, Super card of honor, fucking awesome! If you if you guys uh, were not able to order that, I strongly suggest you order the replay because that was absolutely fantastic.
1: Oh, this I was gonna include the pre-show, but I didn't uh, get to see all the matches, so I cut that part out and I just started from the main show. Well, if
0: we can do that. I
1: caught part of the pre-show. I um I got
0: started um with um with the uh oh, what, what are they called? I want to get the uh, the name right. Let me let me look that up. I have I have it right here. Let me just make sure I can uh, get that right. And
1: why are you doing that? I I I'm gonna say right now. I do have a list for you. Oh boy. Uh, no, it's not a wrestling list, uh, it's actually yeah. the one I was talking about, the top 25 Pixar movies rated from worst, worst to best. Oh yes, that is a rant
0: guaranteed to heaven. Okay, so I got it, it was no wonder I needed to look this up. So it, was, I started watching the pre-show when it was uh, the Shinobi Shadow Squad versus uh, the debuting Gates of Agony.
1: Ah, okay, uh, Cheeseburger and Eli Isham. Yes, Isham. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Oh, okay, no, I I actually, for real, I never knew that. We always use. I always used to say Isham when uh, I was doing the global podcast. All right. Well, do Dum But, hold on, wait, what do you think of that group? Um,
0: honestly, honestly, I haven't seen enough of them to, uh, to build an opinion, so I'm not, um, I'm not going to go there, I do, I do, I do like cheeseburger though,
1: um, but, so, um, so, so do I, they're, they're but, delicious,
0: <laughs> well, don't call another man delicious, this is weird, no, um, no, you didn't get the <laughs> joke, but yeah, I know, um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, no, I, I I like cheeseburger
1: quite a bit. So, um,
2: um
1: okay, uh, but before we do that, uh, aside from WrestleMania weekend, uh, what else did you do? Uh,
0: I worked out and I went to sleep.
1: Now I gotta ask you because I saw a video you put up. You were you were at your workout right, and you were yes. like you were walking. So like. Yes. Is it, is, is, is that is that working? Like, is, is that to like strengthening your legs?
0: Yes, and um, when I when I first started um, working out, just a shade under um, eight years ago. It'll be eight years in July. I couldn't uh, walk at all oh, um, yeah. because I had I had spent the previous uh, twelve years. Uh, confined entirely to a wheelchair um, I, and, and some of that was my fault but it just kind of um, it, it made a lot of sense because it gave me independence that I didn't have uh, before and then once I got a taste for that independence I just my young stupid mind was like well why would I walk when I can accomplish things so much faster and uh, you know, when I was young, uh, that uh, that really made a lot of sense to me. But as I got older, and then I kind I needed to walk, and then I couldn't. It became a problem. So I learned how to walk again, and and just um, what you're what what you're seeing now is a byproduct of eight years of um, beating the shit out of the lower half of my body. So um, we kind of we kind of hammered it into uh into shape so i'm kind of happy about that that's cool
1: yeah so i saw the video like uh, okay that's pretty cool yeah and um
0: correct me if i'm wrong but if if you saw this recently uh then the the video that you're referring to was me pulling 45 pounds of chains
1: yeah that's the one i'm talking about yep
0: yeah so um yeah that was that was fun that was uh, that was a, a recent workout. That was the one before the last one.
1: Oh okay, so um aside from that uh, okay that, that I told you I, I that uh, picture I just put up on my profile right. I told you I was gonna read you the synopsis. This is called caveat It's on Shutter. It's from 2020, here we go. Oh God. A lone drifter suffering from partial memory loss accepts a job to look after a psychologically troubled woman in an abandoned house on an isolated island. Sounds like a, sounds like a, uh, sounds like, uh, sounds we, like a, sounds like a, re- a remake of uh, a story we've already seen.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a D-list remake. <laughs>
1: you
0: know? That's what it sounds like. Um,
1: oh, I, have but, to, I, I was asking, because we were talking about George Carlin off the air. Yes. Okay, Ben, now, you say you're a fan of Jerry, but a lot of his stuff is from the 70s, so, like, you, how how far back did you go, all the way back?
0: Um, yeah, I, I've gone pretty far back because, um... I remember my parents telling me that they had gone to, um, well, one of them had gone to a show back in the seventies of George Carl until I started looking him up. And then I think, uh, I think the first thing I saw of his was his cheer, um, which, uh, I'm not sure I should re- repeat on the on the air for uh fear of losing some um some some listeners, yeah, but we,
1: uh we, we better not talk. I was I was uh I was uh just uh, looking through TikTok today and like someone made a joke and I'm like, Man, people today wouldn't survive two minutes in a try to George Carlin show.
0: No, not at all. And then the second one that I ever saw and This is the one that hooked me, was uh, his bit on fat people in America. Um, So, clearly that can't be repeated, although although I can repeat the vast majority of that bit word for word. So, um, if you're interested in that off the air, I can regale you with that. But... what we need to be regaling these people with, ladies and gentlemen, to start yes, the
1: show. Let's get into it. Is Is um, our Super Card of Honor. And and we, should, um, we, should, we, should, we should run down the line of what we have.
0: Uh, yeah, so super, we're going to do
1: Super Card right. of Honor.
0: The Hall of
1: Fame. Hall of Fame. And then we have WrestleMania 38 Nights 1 and 2, followed by the, the, the Raw After Mania.
0: Yes, and I have quite a bit to say about some raw actor
1: mania. And then we have the top 25 Pixar list movies. And we have Time Warp. And we have a couple of live events. I'm trying to get these ones out of the way first before we get back to audio clips. But I do have two lined up that I'm going to be recording.
0: Yes, and then kind of a revised version of, of Wrestling Roulette.
1: Yeah, and uh, we will explain the rules there when we get to that segment. So Ben, let's get into the super of honor. Well, I, I'm
0: going to start with uh, the first match on the main card because I uh, I joined the pay per view about midway through the pre show. Okay. Um, so the the first match to kick off uh, the uh, the main card was Same versus. Isaiah, Swerve, Scott. Oh, this was a good match. Oh, God. You know, I I loved Swerve in um, NXT, and I, I can't wait to see what he can do in AEW and obviously here in Ring of Honor. I think he has a lot of possibilities ahead of him that I'm, I'm very much looking forward to.
1: And whose house is it?
0: <laughs> well... I'll tell you what. Every time I see
1: him on my TV, he proves why it is indeed Swerve's house. And uh, they gave this one 11 minutes forty seconds. I gave this an A.
0: Yeah, no, sorry, I, a, g- I
1: gave it a B plus. Sorry, I have a B plus written down here. Yeah, yeah,
0: I, I, I would give it. I would give it a solid B. Um, because. Um, you know, and this one started off so quickly. The first big move that I wrote down once I started taking note was um, Swerve hit a TKO mm-hmm. off, off the top rope. And then, like, um, very shortly after that, um, Alex Zane hit the Will Smith slap on uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott. And I knew... Ladies and gentlemen, I knew right off the bat that we were going to get quite a few um, Will Smith references wow, on the the wrestling shows. Uh, the we're first never, we're, we're never going to hear the end of it, are we? Well, well, to, but to tell you the truth, and I grew up a massive Will Smith fan. You have to understand, I I was born in the eighties. Raised in the '90s, yep. Uncle Uncle Phil and Will Smith kind of raised me. I mean, you know, um, Fresh Prince of Bel Air was a was an absolute religion for me. And then, you know, of course, Men in Black hit, and then he was off to races. Um, actually, I think the first one was Independence Day because I think Independence Day was before Men in Black. So in the yeah,
1: uh, 1996. And Men in Black was
0: 97. Right. So, um, at least I was able to crack myself. So, I'm a massive Will Smith fan, but I think we can both agree, you know, you don't slap a man on national TV oh, and expect bad, to get away huh? with it. That was disgusting. So, um, but, you know, without, without getting too deep into that, um, you know, the first slap reference we heard was... Um, on uh, that week's dynamite, which was uh, courtesy of the acclaimed, uh, uh, not necessarily a shocker here. And then we we um, we saw it again at the beginning of Supercard of Honor. So then after after the uh, the slap, we have a, a huge hurricane rana by Alex Zane. That was really nice. Uh, and then Swerve started attacking the knee with a drop kick and then a half Boston crab. Then Stan comes back with a huge poison rana off the apron to the floor. Uh, sh- 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 followed up with a shooting star press to Swerve's back. We, we had a lot of moves to people's backs. Uh, throughout the uh, WrestleMania weekend, you'll start to notice that as a theme. Uh, I, uh, like I said, i take an extensive notes, and I'll tell you what this was. This was about the most shots to the back that I can remember ever writing down. So, um, if you're gonna take my recommendation, uh, don't don't play a drinking game because every time I mention someone's back, you know you go. <laughs> You'll be you'll be drunk as fuck by the end of this podcast. I can assure you. <laughs> um, but uh, but then again, then again, you can do whatever you want. You're a grown ass individual. I'm just saying it's a work week. You might not want to do that. Uh, but uh, but then after that, we have a rolling flatliner and a swerve sump on Zane. I, I love the rolling flatliner. It's one of my, it's if it's executed correctly, it's one of my, my favorite moves. Um, and then a, a pop up big knee by Zane in the corner, uh, followed with a uh, TML driver by uh, Swerve for the for the victory. So fantastic match to, to kick off uh, the the evening. And then uh, next up, it is revealed that along with uh, Khan and Toa Leona, uh, who who, uh, debuted alongside Tully Blanchard earlier in the pre-show, it was also revealed that Brian Cage has joined Tully Blanchard Enterprises.
1: Oh, that's right. This was match number two, right?
0: Um, this was, yes, this was.
1: Yeah, this one, um, uh, for me, it was just a basically a squash match. Who the heck is the Ninja Mac?
0: But, well, and that was, that was my question. Um, and, uh, and the, um, the commentators kind of played it off like they didn't know who Ninja Mac was either. Um, so that was kind of weird. Um, you know, for all I know, he could be a very popular individual and I'm just missing.
1: Yeah, it's going to bother um, me. I, I will keep talking. I'm going to look that up because it's going to bother me. But, um,
0: but yeah, so um, Brian Cage versus Ninja Max. Uh, this was obviously a squash match, as I was saying. It was pretty much a massive suplex two times over, corner to corner you know he put uh, he put Shane McMahon the shame with these suplexes.
1: okay that uh, apparently uh, this guy has uh, he's uh, been uh, the only he's been in GCW uh lucha libre AAA worldwide Pro Wrestling Nova Westside and Westside Extreme
0: oh so he he is he is a bit travel, okay well, I see and corrected them. My apologies, um, but uh, yeah. And then after the uh, corner to corner, uh, it was a dr- a drill call, a squash, a brief comeback for the victory by Cage. Um, you know, and I I honestly really like the idea of Tully Blanchard being with Cage, and. um... You know, and I think the addition of this new tag team uh, with Khan and and Tola Liana, um the uh, what was it? So, something of uh, Gates yeah, you, of Agony. There yeah. you go. Kind of like that. Um, it's just kind of weird.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh.
0: That that being said, they both look like they could be huge potential stars, especially Khan. Uh, because if you're not, Elliot, if you're not familiar with Khan, he was uh, he's been in Ring of Honor prior to the reboot.
1: Oh, i, um, think,
0: I by, mean, I'm by by at Tony name, Khan. I'm looking at his name,
1: Jasper Khan.
0: Um, well, I don't know the Jasper part. Maybe that's his actual name, but, um, I just know him as Khan.
1: And, uh, Tor Leona. Yeah. So All then, right. uh,
0: after, um, after a Cage's match, which, like I said, was a squash match, we have Jay Lethal versus Liam Moriarty. This is where the, um, the action really started to pick up. And the the pay per view started to be really, really good. So this was good. It starts out.
1: Did you give your grade for the cage match? Oh well, well I I can't really give it a
0: grade because it was it was an obvious squash match. All right. You know, um, but um, we we start out with some really solid chain wrestling by both guys. Uh, series of counters. Then we get a, a lethal injection attempt, countered by a roll up. Mori already hits several kicks. Uh, lethal um, gets back into action with a dragon screw leg whip. Um, he also hits a drop kick uh, to the outside. Uh, with uh, two consecutive suicide dives and uh, kicks to the knees. So he was definitely uh, targeting the lower body of Lee Moriarty. And while, while I'm flipping the page to the next section of my notes, you know, we know that Lee Moriarty has been featured um, in AEW uh, largely on Dark dem- to my understanding, which yep.
1: I have, which I have not seen a lot of dark. I'll be honest with you, I've seen almost none of it. Um, it's, you know, it, it. It's it's basically a two hour dynamite with uh, squash matches and enhancement talent.
0: So I mean, I, I'm not really a dark guy, so I can't comment on Lee Moriarty. But I have okay. seen enough of him um, from. Uh, the main roster on uh, AEW to to be uh, intrigued by this match, um, now this because one, on. the
1: only
0: the only other big match I can remember uh, Lee Moriarty being in was against Brian Danielson, but th- this one against Jay Lethal was much more of a uh, of a showcase for Moriarty. I was not expecting. Uh, this to be a competitive match, but it actually was. This one, I gave an eight. Yeah, I, I i would I would say I think that was fair. Um, and then after the kicks, uh, we get we get um, a counter of several suplexes with a clothesline. Uh, lethal hits uh, the lethal combination. Uh, then, then. Um, Moriarty goes for a figure four which is countered. Weasel uh, hits a suplex and another counter. Uh, Hail to the King leads to a series of pin attempts. I personally don't like it when you have a bunch of pin attempts consecutively. I, I guess I'm just kind of jaded but being a long-term wrestling fan. I just think that's an overdone spot. Um, and then... Lethal kind of, kind of um, teases the heel turn that would come later on in the evening because he low-blowed Moriarty, and we get a lethal injection for the win. Um, and, um, and then uh, Sanjay Duck comes out to talk down his, uh, his friend after uh, shocking that Jay Lethal um, attacked Liam Moriarty the way he did at least uh at least that's the way it was being played off um, but um but yeah i i i i enjoyed i i enjoyed this match tremendously, I thought it was great, and it really it really played well in terms of what was coming on coming up later in the evening because uh, yep. this, this was not the last we'll see of uh mr j lethal, so for me. Uh, this, was, this, this was very interesting because since um, because since Lethal's debut in Aew, I've been kind of underwhelmed with how they've used him uh, but it, it would really appear um, excuse me um, it, it would really appear that they have big plans for him uh, coming out of this ROE show so I'm, I'm excited for that. Uh, next up, we had the um, we had the first of the women on the main card. I think this was this was the only woman women's match on the main card. I, I think we had one yep. on, on the pre-show before I actually yeah we did started, we did. started watching it. Um, but this was uh, lots of back and forth to start. Um, Saito suplex and an air raid crash. Uh, by Martinez. A high angle slam was pretty much an angle slam mm-hmm. uh, by Willow. Then we have an OG drop by Martinez. Uh, Martinez then falls into the tree of woe shortly thereafter. A uh, big moonsault uh, leads lead to a pin attempt. Uh, Martinez then locked in the brass city sleeper uh, to win and she has been uh, crowned the interim uh, women's sh- champion I, I you know maybe it's me but I don't know what I don't know what the point is of having an interim championship like I, like i like I understand it if the champion's going to be out for a long time, and, and they need somebody to come in and take the reins. But don't call it an interim championship. You could, you could just say, you know, the champion is unable to fulfill their duties because they can't defend it within a set period of time. You know, Kind of like what they did in the, in the old days when they had the 30-day defense rule.
1: Was uh, in is, is, Deanna Braz was in Impact Wrestling. Exactly. So I, 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 th- that was very confusing for me. Like why wow, why this match uh, took place? Uh,
0: yeah, so, but yeah, but that being said, it was it was a good match.
1: Yeah, it would be minus.
0: Um, cer- Certainly the best I've seen from Willow, um, because uh, I I I must confess I I had seen her before and hadn't been too impressed.
1: Uh, she, she's been, uh, used me on AEW Dark as well. Okay,
0: well, that's why I don't know much about her. Yeah. No, um, I, that's
1: why I don't know much about her either. I only know, like, then I the I name. Right.
0: So then, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, if you take one, ma- if you watch one match from this tape per view please do yourself a favor. Do the little boy, little girl wrestling fan and all of us a favor and make it F T R versus oh the Briscoes.
1: Holy
0: match. shit, Elio! This crap. this match was incredible. I and I would go as far as to say and it and it's only early April of twenty twenty two, ladies and gentlemen, but I would go as far as to say this is a match of the year right here. I don't. I don't see anything topping this until potentially we get to to Cody Rhodes. Uh, you know, going after a world title.
1: You'll be surprised um, uh, by my grade on this match. Um, what's that? A plus.
0: Well, no, that that's not
1: surprising at all. Let
0: me. Um... No, because I like. I really
1: give uh, like on this, on on the number scale. One is like. No zero is an F and five is an A plus. I re- yeah. I rarely give any match like a, above a four or a three, which is a B or an A.
0: Absolutely. So well, this
1: this, so this one, yeah, I gave it an A plus.
0: Well, yeah, and it was it was definitely worthy of that, and you know it was kind of fun because before the match even starts, everybody is so pumped up, <laughs> the crowd is pumped up you know, Dax even goes back to the outside and starts high-fiving the fans.
1: And, you know, and Dax and FTR, they're heels, man. They don't, they don't do that. Like, I, I'm like, confused. They fired totally blind but they're still heels because they're in the pinnacle. I'm con- unless uh, yeah. the, they're the next ones that are going to be gone from the pinnacle. I think that's what's going to happen.
0: Well, well, I can I can see the the pinnacle being done very very soon because like you, I was very confused when FTR fired Tully Blanchard. Yep. Um, but then that that question was answered, you know, by what we just went over. Um, when uh, Tully Blanchard debuted, a, um, three new clients. Mm. I like Tully Blanchard. I I think he is a tremendous asset to AE, AEW and and potentially this free boot of ROH, so I'm glad they found something of substance for him to do.
1: Yeah, I never got to see much of him uh, outside of WBF until we started uh, looking at Southwest Championship. Well, well
0: and, I, and, and to be honest with you, you know, if you, did, if you didn't get to see much of Tully Blanchard, then you know how little I saw of him, because yeah. um, our, our age gap really shows in, in situations like that, so... Um. Yeah, I um. I re- I remember seeing a clip of him in the Brain Buster tag team with Arn Anderson. Yep. So I'm like, if, if that would? I'm assuming that must have been before, um, uh, the Four Horsemen. That
1: was in 1989. Uh, is uh, when he joined the WBF. The Brainbusters joined in 89. So, so yeah,
0: with, that was uh, that was uh, after the horseman. Oh, it was that okay. Well, yeah. that explains it. Um, but yeah, this this I almost feel bad because I took I took extensive notes on this FTR match, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking extensive, and I'm not sure I can do this justice. But for the interest of of getting any uh, anyone that didn't see this match to order the fucking replay of Super Card of Honor. And you know me, Elio. I don't think ever I have ever encouraged anyone to go order a replay of a pay-per-view. That's but it. I don't remember you ever doing that. Nope. But Je- but Jesus Howard Christ! What? Please <laughs> what? order order this pay-per-view. You have not seen this before. Um, so we have hardwood spitting in Jay Briscoe's face to get the match started. That's, that's one way to piss off the Briscoes. Um, a big hurricane Rana by Jay. I'm always surprised when I see a big man do a hurricane Rana. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm always surprised. I, 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 be, I remember being floored by it back in the day when Scott Steiner would do it. Back when Hurricane Ronas were known by what they actually are, Franken uh, Frankenstein. Um,
1: but you know, I'm all, I'm always a little taken aback. Uh, <laughs> it's the other way around. It's the the resume resumes a Hurricane Rana. Um.
0: Well, I, I must have, I must have said it backwards. Yeah, that's why yeah, I'm, that's
1: what I'm saying. Well, you have to that, reverse that. That's yeah, that's what I meant.
0: So, although um, well, I like
1: your way, <laughs>
0: yeah, but, but my 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 point being is like I always knew it as yeah. like a hurricane but yep. I said you know I said it backwards, um, <clears throat> and then uh, so. Jay gets out of, out, of, out of the ring and, and they start they you know they start brawling and then and then one of Hardwood goes to toss a chair in the ring and and Jay catches the chair. Then Mark and Cash start brawling. We get into a chop battle between. Um, between uh, Mark Briscoe and Dax. Um, and, and, then, and then the action starts going so quick and heavy I can't really I can't really um, c- catch up to it, but but next thing I saw uh, Cash was back into the Briscoe's corner. Uh, let me again flip my notes. Ladies and gentlemen, you have to forgive me. I, I typically don't take notes uh, prior to going into this podcast, because um, I don't, I don't really like, I don't really like it because I, it takes me away from from the match itself. But I figured, Just... g- given that this was the post WrestleMania edition of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast, I'd do something a little special for you. But I'm not sure I'm going to do this on a, on a daily basis because it was a little bit of a pain in the ass, and I had. I have blisters on my hands by the by the end of by the end of the weekend. So I'm not sure I'll do this again. But yeah, this is this is
1: why I don't take notes on like not only on this podcast but on the on the other one because I like to my thoughts to just like roll off the top of my head. I don't want to be look keep looking at notes.
0: Yeah, well, usually I wouldn't do this, but I figured I'd try. So yeah, a no,
1: different. I'm saying even I don't even I don't like taking notes.
0: So, uh, then we have a huge cannonball by Jay on FTR to the outside. I'm always for when I see big man fly. <laughs> <laughs> it, it goes against gravity. Um, and then Mark Briscoe follows up with an elbow drop off the apron onto the floor. Um, and then... One of one of the, one of the Briscoes decapitates. I forget whether it was um whether it was Dax or Cash underneath a wooden table. That looked a little bit that looked a little bit nasty. Um. So then after that, Dax opens a wound on Jay Briscoe and proceeds to fish hook him on the ropes. I don't like the fish hook. It just seems like an unsan like a very unsanitary maneuver, like. Who wants to st- Who wants to stick their fingers in another man's mouth? It's just uh, um,
1: yeah. I, I, I just, I've never understood that. I know what you, I know what you're talking about. and I've never understood that. <laughs> like why? <laughs> right.
0: So, so then, then we have uh, chops on the top rope. Uh, Jay's legs get taken out, and he gets superplexed. Then we have a big dropkick and superplex by Wheeler. Uh, simultaneous tags. Mark and actual are Yuri Uranag- You're a Nagi by, uh, by Mark Briscoe. Uh, Mark pulls um, Hayward into the ring with a slam. Then we get a powerbomb and slam on Jay for two. Um, the Briscoes Steal, um, steal the Big Rig, a formerly known as Shatter Machine in WWE, but they they stole FTR's finisher uh, for a two-count. A big DDT um, by Cash on Mark. Uh, then we get a Spicoli Bomb by Jay on Dax. I love the Spicoli Bomb. They, they should really integrate that more into uh into wrestling i so many moves are overdone but i i just i love this bomb. Uh, big suplex on on dax by jay to the outside that was very painful so painful in fact that uh, doc samson checks on everybody um you know, the same guy that saved Jerry Lawler from the heart attack. He was the ringside doctor this evening. Oh, okay. Um, then we have an exchange of big shots back inside. Uh, Mark Briscoe hits a moonsault on Wheeler to the outside. Uh, once again, we're back inside. And then, uh, Mark Briscoe hits a elbow drop off the top on Dax, and they um, eventually, someone hits, the, the both members of FCR hit the big rig on Mark Briscoe for three, and then we have the big show of respect um, after the match. The only thing I didn't like about this, and maybe this is just my prejudice against the Young Bucks, but why do the Young Bucks have to come out and, and get involved in this?
1: Oh, fuck, yeah, I, I miss the I mean, ending. Did they come out? Yeah. They always have to make it about themselves. It's just
0: like, shut the fuck up.
1: You know, like uh, don't get me wrong. I, I understand
0: that the Young Bucks are talented, but they're just not my cup of tea.
1: They're not. No, I'm but no, no, but it seems like uh, they always have to make everything about themselves. Yeah, and I, I really, I really wish that they hadn't gotten involved
0: here because the match speaks for itself, you know. And we don't, we don't need that just to, just to have the announcement that that STR is going to take on the Young Bucks on the next edition of Dynamite. Yeah.
1: Like we would have gotten that anyways.
0: Yeah. So then, um, next up was really one of the only low points of the evening. Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go over this move by move because it's not worth it to take I'm the
1: I'm am surprised by this match that it was, a. Uh, oh no wait, sorry. Yeah, yeah, it was, um, yeah, I'm surprised by this match that it was Minoru Suzuki in this. That, like, yeah. someone, Someone like Minoru Suzuki in this match. Well, it, it, it was
0: cool that he won a title. Yeah. Um, but, but it, it, you know, I don't think it needed to be on this show because it was only five minutes. And, and I did write down notes for that match um, a little bit, but
1: not not too much. This one I gave it a C, plus only because it was Minoru Suzuki. I'm a fan of his from watching his uh, work in, in, in New Japan
0: absolutely, and I am too. Yeah.
1: And, and I would correct that you didn't call him Minerva Suzuki, you called him Miner's Suzuki. Oh, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> so then, um...
0: The next match was Josh Woods versus Wheeler Yuda from, uh... Okay. For the Pure title. Okay,
1: thoughts on Wheeler Yuta. Or have I asked you before? I... I'm not a fan. No good. Okay, I'm not. I'm not a fan. I, I I don't
0: I don't get it.
1: Yep. I didn't get it
0: when they put him with uh, Best Friends. Mm-hmm. I thought that was random. And then and and then he's had this program with um yeah, was trying to get into the to the Blackpool Combat Club with uh, yeah with William Regal. Mar- R- R- yeah. I'm like, what the, what I'm like you're gonna put you're gonna put Wheeler Yuta with John Motley and Brian Davis And really, like, shut the fuck up. Like, no, no disrespect to Wheeler Yuta, but come on now. We're we're, ta- we're talking two different leagues of performers here. Um. So then, for those of you that don't understand the rules of. of of a pure uh, wrestling match for for the pure uh, title. So, do
1: you like this kind of uh, match? Yes. Yeah. This, this is this is what. Okay, you know how you've had to
0: explain to me in the past what the what the Heritage Cup rules yep. are. Yep. Yep. I don't like those, yep. but I like I like the pure. Um, the pure rules, and I feel like that's what the heritage cup rules should have been. Yep. Um. And and the difference is with heritage cup, you have three minute rounds, and then you get a break in between, like an MMA fight. And I don't get, I don't understand that because it's not MMA; it's professional wrestling, and it's just weird. Um. But in the um in the in the case of pure rules. Each individual gets the opportunity for three rope breaks, Mm -hmm. and then, and then, um, you know, if if you try to break them past that, it doesn't count. It's like a, it's like no more rules in that in that scenario. Like you can tap somebody out at any point. You know, it doesn't matter if they're in the ropes or not. So. I, I like that. It, it, a pure rules match is like the pardon the pun, but it's like the most basic and um, most loyal to what pro wrestling sh- should be.
1: I'm just gonna run upstairs for a minute. I'll be right back.
0: Okay. So as as Leo steps aside, I'll finish uh, taking you through this pay per view. So it, it's um. Like I said, Josh Woods versus Wheeler Utah. We have two very early road breaks for uh, Utah. Uh, one for Woods to break of a bridge submission. Uh, Woods focused a lot on manipulating the fingers, and he hit the shoulder blocks before a striking exchange. Uh, Wheeler hits a DDT before getting into another striking exchange, which ends with an enziguri by Wheeler Yuta. Uh, Woods counters the top rope move uh, with knees to to the face. That was a very uh, that was a very cool spot. Uh, German suplexes hit by both Woods and Yuta. Uh, pretty uh pretty close to each other uh woods then hit a spiral suplex into the corner um, that was that looked nasty although that that was a very cool looking move because you don't see that it was it was a um, like i said a spiral a suplex but the the way that uh the way that they crash into the corner which is cool and and different from what you would typically see um and and then after that we have a third rule break by Yuta so he's out so Woods would seemingly have an advantage because uh, that's how the the pure match rules go uh Woods hits a pile driver. But elbows are reversed by Wheeler Yuta, uh, leading to the trap pin for the three count for Wheeler Yuta. I didn't like the ending. I, I thought it was weird. And I I, I really would have preferred uh, Josh Woods to win based on the fact that he had a distinct advantage Uh given the fact that he had only used one rope break to that point and and Yuta used all of his but yet he, he still won the match. So that was a little weird. Um, but but still still a solid match. I would, I would give it two and a half to three stars. Yeah. Um, And then um, but I'll tell you what the two Uh, really good matches on this card. Everything was good, but the two really good ones were, um, were FTR versus um, the Briscoes, and then the main event, which I'm getting ready to talk about, uh, Bandito versus Jonathan Gresham. Um, and, um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, I think I'm taller than, uh, than uh, Jonathan Gresham is, but that being said, that that man has muscles where muscles shouldn't exist. It, it's, it's no wonder they call him the octopus, octopus, because he he looks like he shouldn't he shouldn't look like that, but he doesn't. He does. No,
1: no, and let me I ask I, you, is Ben? Is go go on. Sorry, before I ask you, go on. So no, all,
0: all I was gonna say was that. Gresham looks so muscular, but he that he shouldn't look that muscular. But yet, I don't, I don't want you to think like that. I'm thinking Peds. I'm not saying that at all. It's just the guy looks so jacked up, but yet he has almost no neck whatsoever. <laughs> it's, uh, he he kind of looks like Rocksteady to me,
1: like a very really short version of Rocksteady
0: from Teenage
1: just like how King Kong Bundy, he to have that hump on the back of his neck. Exactly,
0: exactly like that. So, um, um, what were you gonna ask me? No, is is to a heel? Well, not not based on his actions in this match, because yeah. I, wa- I thought he was. I thought he was. Well, on that's the last... why I
1: thought. That's what I thought because he came out with Chavo Guerrero. Well,
0: uh, apparently not because. Chavo Guerrero, which I'll I'll get into as I'm I'm going through this match, but Chavo Guerrero kind of um, got involved and pretty much could have handed um, Bandito the match to retain his title, but Bandito didn't want to do it like that. Yep. And then, uh, you know, ended ended up losing. Um, So I was a little bit confused by Chavo Guerrero's um, association Uh, With Bandito given the outcome of that match. Um, Hold on.
1: All right. um, While my Uh co-host is uh, readjusting his headset.
0: Yeah, there there you go. I'm good. Um, You know, I just had to readjust it to take one ear off. Because sometimes if I have both ears on... I feel like I'm talking really loud, and these, ha- these have, like, n- noise cancelling, so if they're all the way on, I can't hear myself, so I feel like I'm screaming at the, you know, uh, I don't want to do that. Yep. Um, so, anyway, we have, um, a, a Greco-Roman uh, knuckle lock to start the match. That's a little different.
1: Geez, I haven't heard that term that, uh, in a while
0: yeah uh, yeah
1: i don't, I don't think i
0: i had seen that before to, to tell you the truth um, bandito bridges out of that and backs Gresham into the corner. then we have a Me- what they call a the Mexican takeover by Gresham followed by a drop kick i'm I'm not sure who's was actually called the Mexican takeover or they did that because Bandito is Mexican. I'm hoping, that, I'm hoping that it's not the latter. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, Excuse me for laughing, but that was kind of funny. Um, then we have the early and dropkick combo by Bandito, uh, followed up by a dropkick by Gresham, sending Bandito to the outside. Then we have a... Ankle takedown into a near fall back in the ring. Um, th- this was interesting because by bending his his wrist backwards, Russian was able to get, get into a cross face. Uh, Bandito captures a surfboard stretch, transition into an ankle lock, then we have an octopus stretch, which which I which I always laugh whenever I see this from from uh, Jonathan Gresham because it's so obvious that that he's going to do an octopus stretch in every single one of his matches because he's known as the octopus, so it makes sense. But it's just so obvious that I that I laugh. Um, and then after that we have a hammerlock. Uh, um, by Gresham, we have a, we have a big boot forward up by a 1080 off the top. Um, by Bandito, who then t- takes Gresham up for a one minute long, uh, uh just standing, a de- like a standing deadlift suplex. Not for 10 seconds, not for 30 seconds. One minute... It- an entire minute. Um, so I give them credit. They're doing stuff I haven't seen before. Um, and then we have a, a top exchange in a series of Germans by John Gresham, a crucifix into a cross space into another octopus stretch. I bet you can't guess who did the octopus stretch, L.E.O. Um and then ha- hammerlock into a into a rope break. I appreciate the laugh. You got my humor. Um, Gresham uh, m- misses that due to outside interference by Guerrero. Um, this is kind of what I was getting into earlier. Guerrero got involved and could have could have handed Bandito the, the victory, but Bandito. Bandito did something weird here. I've never, I've never I don't think I've ever seen this. Bandito ratted his own guy, his own corner guy, who he came to the ring with. He ratted him out to the ref to get Guerrero kicked out of the match. Right? (laughs) I've never seen that before. So then, then after, after all that calms down, we have, uh... We have a Shining Wizard by Bandito. Uh, Then we have several uh, pin reversals, which leads to a This Is Wrestling chant, as if we don't know we're watching a wrestling show. But then again, sometimes you don't know, because if we're watching WWE, you're like, what the hell is it? (laughs) You know, with all the camera cuts and all the bullshit. Uh, You know, so I don't know. Um, then we have um, uh, then we have, Bandito's finisher gets countered into a wild exchange on the outside. We have a 21-plex for a two-count. Uh, Jonathan Gresham gets the trap pin for the three-count, which was obviously the end of the match. And then... Um, Jay Lethal comes out, and this was interesting for me. This was a nice little touch because, as I've told you in the past, um, ladies and gentlemen, William um, Honor was in my backyard for a long time prior to getting sold to uh, Tony Khan. So I kind of, I kind of knew a lot about you know ROH's history, even if I didn't watch the, the the program all the time. I always kept. In in on it's like I knew the history between uh, Jonathan Gresham and Jay Lethal, and for those of you that don't know, um, Jonathan Gresham and Lethal were the longest reigning Ring of Honor tag team champions. Um, prior to uh, you know um a, a while back prior to this match, obviously, and so. Um, for Lethal to come out and attack Jonathan Gresham was like what the hell? Um, and then afterwards it was
1: like what? After what happened afterwards though I wasn't expecting. Right. So
0: then Solange Dutt and Lethal jumped Gresham after it looked like Sonjay was playing the peacekeeper again. See this confusion then...
1: this was shocking.
0: Then Samoa Joe comes out and makes the save for Jonathan Gresham. So Samoa Joe is back in Ring of Honor, which is just absolutely massive. Um,
1: no, but explain to me the, um, Sanjay dud, because I was not expecting that. And as soon as he joined in on the attack, I was like, wait, what? Because, because,
0: um, because Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt are very long-time friends. Okay, so, you
1: no, know so but I'm saying does that mean Sanjay Dutt's a competitor again now? No, well, no, that's going to be
0: interesting because the commentators were making it clear that he's like a backstage guy, so it just it just adds an extra element to the story here.
1: Okay, no, I'm I'm yeah, but I it really plays.
0: It really plays to the history between all three men. Yeah, no, I'm. Just, I want to see where that goes. Uh... Yeah, definitely. Um. So then, these were all the notes I had on the um, on the SuperCard of Honor show. So sorry super... if that took a little bit longer than so I had anticipated, we...
1: but <clears> this <throat> match I gave a B plus overall. I gave the show itself a B. I thought it was an entertaining show. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, w- I would, I, I, I would give it a
0: A minus. A-. I, thought nearly everything about this match was per- uh, of this show was perfect. Outside of the uh, Minoru Suzuki versus Titus match.
1: Hmm. All right, so that's all we have for SuperCard. Yes, sir. All right, so now we are going to move into uh, Hall of Fame. Absolutely. All right. So we we have. Well, uh, should we just uh, cover the ones that we saw? Yes. All right. So uh, which one did you you saw you saw the Steiners, right? I saw the Steiners and Undertaker. I saw the. Uh, I uh, made it in during the Shad, Gaspard, Induction, and then I watched everything after that, and then I went back to watch Stunner Brothers later on that night.
0: Yeah. You know, and it, it was interesting because, you know, obviously we knew that Undertaker would get the lion's share at the time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which, which which for good reason, and he deserves it. But I, I feel like the others kind of got shortchanged in terms of their time.
1: But the one thing that, confused, like we were talking about a few minutes ago, the one that confused me is Charvel. I just, I don't get it. Like why she's inducted.
0: Well, and, and I kind of, um, I kind of did a little bit of research on that because I was genuinely curious. Okay. Uh, According to Booker T, she's the one largely responsible for the King Booker character, which she says was his most memorable in WWE, which I happen to disagree with. It was a fun character, but that by no means is that who I remember Booker T for.
1: Right. I remember him more for us being one half of her Heat.
0: Uh, uh yeah, and even even with, even if you're talking WWE runs, yep. I remember him much more as Booker T and much less King Booker. So yep. I, I, I don't know, but I think that was the um that was the logic behind that. And look, I'm I'm not knocking her. I don't have a problem with with Queen Charmel. I think she played her her character and her part very very well. It's just I don't I don't see her as being a Hall of Famer. I, I, I would make the same argument and I have made the same argument, not to be an asshole, but I've done the same thing with the Beth Phoenix induction several years ago. I don't I don't see her as a Hall of Famer either, and she and she certainly did a lot more uh in ring than uh Queen Charmel.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So but that's just where I'm at with it.
1: So yeah, with uh, Chico the Undertaker's um speech.
0: I thought his speech was great.
1: Yeah. That's
0: one of the, that's one of the better um hall of fame speeches that I've
1: watched. Yeah. And then at the end uh, he puts the hat and coat on and says never say never.
0: Um, yeah. Well, I, you know, and, and no, and no disrespect to Undertaker, but I, I, really don't want to see him back in the ring. No, neither no, do I. I, I. I, I don't. So, and uh, actually, speaking
1: um, and, of the,
0: go on. And especially after you know how heartfelt his um his speech was. Yep. I, I just I think it would be a disservice. Because I told you that when he re- when he retired and left his boots in the ring after wrestling at 33, I was tearing up. I w- I w- and I was tearing up during this induction thing. And could I see him coming back for a Saudi show as a favorite events plus two million dollars? Sure. But but do I want do I want to see that? No. You know, it, because one and most importantly, I don't want to see him getting hurt. Yep. Yeah. You know, because because we saw what happened the last time uh, Triple H got in the ring, and we'll, and we'll be talking about Triple H before the um, before the podcast ends because we we didn't cover that last week, so we'll get into plenty of that um, before the end of the show, but. Do I need to see The Undertaker again? No. And by no no means whatsoever should he get back in the ring. He doesn't need to. I mean, what's he got left to prove?
1: Speaking of The Undertaker, now Ben, you know we do our time warp. They have a new video up on uh, the Wrestling TV app. uh, The the early days of Mark Calloway.
0: (laughs) That's awesome
1: which should, which is going to be, a like, a lot of his early matches as Punisher.
0: Yeah, and one of my, actually, one of my um, Facebook friends who um, who is um, good friends with uh, several of the guys who run the company that I'm associated with. So this individual who has been on several of our shows actually wrestled The Undertaker when he was... Um, when he was the Master of Pain back in, 89. Uh, and I did, and I I saw some pictures from that earlier today, and that was just kind of cool.
1: Oh, and, uh, speaking of WrestleMania, because we're going to be doing our WrestleMania 38, Ben, I, earlier today, but yeah, earlier today, I put together my rankings for WrestleMania as 6 to 15. From
0: ninety to ninety nine. Unmute myself. Sorry, I had to. I had to mute oh. briefly.
1: So um, I, was, I was just saying. Um, speaking of WrestleMania thirty eight, because we're going to be doing our review shortly. Earlier today, I put together my my uh, rankings of WrestleMania six to fifteen from
0: ninety to ninety nine. Oh, I I would love to. I would love to hear your rankings on that.
1: So, uh, should we do that before WrestleMania or after our review? Um,
0: let's do it after the review.
1: Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so, so we are we done? With the, we're done with the Hall of Fame, I guess, right? Yes.
0: So next up would be um, NXT Stand and Deliver.
1: Stand and Deliver, Ben. You said you watched this. What did you think of the show? So, um, I actually liked it a lot more than I was
0: anticipating. Um, now, go on. Yep. Now there, there, there were two matches that, quite frankly, I didn't like. Oh,
1: okay.
0: Um, but, um, but one of them, to to its credit, that was only because of what we saw, um, at the brawl after Mania last night. Oh, okay. So I liked it at the time. But but given what happened with uh, Braun Breaker winning the NXT Championship on Raw last night, I was a little bit confused. But but by and large, outside of the um, outside of the women's match with Mandy Rose retaining, um, which you really shouldn't have given. The, I mean, given the uh, caliber of talent she was going against.
1: Um, but that, you know, that's just my opinion. So, let's uh get into it. Starting with the kickoff. Because I know you don't watch kickoff. So, we have new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. Rakha Gonzalez and Dakota Kai defeating Toxic Attraction. And, uh, yeah. of course, uh, Wendy Chu got involved in this one. Throwing coffee and uh, hitting a pillow. Uh, hitting, I think it was J.C. Jane with the pillow and throwing coffee in her. Interface. her yeah, Well, if, if JCJ needs to be consoled,
0: please allow me to be the one to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: of course, we, we too. <laughs>
0: I'm,
1: I'm sorry. I had to. <laughs> and we can kick off Extend uh, Deliver with the ladder match for the North American Championship. Cameron Grimes this, versus. This funny. ladder match
0: was fucking insane.
1: Cameron Grimes versus Carmelo Hayes versus Santos Escobar versus Solo School versus Grayson Waller.
0: Grayson, I just, let me just say this right off the bat: Grayson Waller is nuts. I literally thought he broke his arm. Like when that, he when, when he did the elbow drop, trying trying to hit a Carmelo Hayes, um, who was who was on. Um, it was on the ladder underneath but it, but it was one of the biggest elbow drops I've ever seen. Yeah. First of all, but number two, the way he landed—like, why would you have Carmelo Hayes move if you're going to, if you're going to have that move be yes, executed? Let him hit it, because by him not hitting it, I thought he broke his fucking arm. <laughs> yeah. He, he delivered over a ten foot elbow drop to a ladder, and you expect somebody not to shatter their arm with that. So, you know, was it was it a cool spot visually? Yes, but it's just it, was it worth the risk? Yeah, now,
1: the, I don't, I don't know
0: because it looked
1: to me like he broke his arm. And uh, we had Cameron Graham's uh, bec- winning this match. In- becoming the new North American heavyweight champion odds. When what I enjoy I really enjoy this match and uh, I like that Cameron Graham's got the win here
0: absolutely
1: so next we have Tony D'Angelo versus Tommaso Ciampa Tony D'Angelo picking up the win here giving this match 13 minutes 11 seconds
0: um uh, this in terms of match quality, this yeah. was my low. This was my low point.
1: Yeah, I hold on, I gotta ask you, you fan Tony D'Angelo? Well, it's it, it would be unfair of me to say yes
0: or no because I haven't seen enough okay. of NXT 2.0. But that that being said, I did watch Sand and Deliver in its entirety for the purpose of discussing it tonight, and um. It, it I don't I don't want to be rude or anything because I'm because I am unfamiliar with Tony D'Angelo but it seemed to me and, and maybe you can clue me in if I'm wrong or you know add your two cents because you're more familiar than I am um but it seemed to me that uh, Tommaso Ciampa really carried um, D'Angelo during that match
1: yeah um yeah, Tommaso Champa carried that match. So, Toy the Angel still new to this end and I, I knew Toy the Angel was gonna get the win here seeing how Tommaso Ciampa is gonna get called up to the main roster.
0: you know and, and and can we just talk about that for a second? I know we've seen Tommaso Champa um on the roster doing his bits with uh Ron Breaker. Um mm-hmm. but um because he was the one that Breaker was feuding with prior to prior to beginning the feud with Dolph Ziggler, Um, but um, but if if the if this is as I suspect, um, Tommaso Ciampa's last stand with um, NXT, then just leave WWE because after all you've done for NXT, the one man that I don't want to see destroyed by main roster creative is Tommaso Ciampa yep. I, have, I have too much respect and too much good memories <laughs> fr- from all he did with DIY both um, with and against Johnny Gargano and so many others within the history of a, a seven year run in NXT it's like please don't go to the main roster now, and I, I I understand that this is not NXT black and gold, so of course you're going to leave. That, that part I understand and I have no problem with. But I, I hope and pray that he does not go to the main roster.
1: And then we had for the Tag Team Championships, MSK defeating Imperium and the Creed Brothers to become the new Tag Team Champions. Uh, this was another enjoyable match. Uh, the Creed brothers are, have started to grow on me. I I kind of like this team.
0: Brutus and Julius. Yeah, when I when I first saw them, I was like, Oh god, yeah. here we go. But it's like he's growing on, grow on me. they they and, and to to be honest with you, I am happy that MSK um got the victory because. They are one of my favorite tag teams, um. Just period in in wrestling right now that I, I just have a soft spot for them. Uh, but you know, it, it seems like they're distancing themselves from Shaman Riddle. Uh, <laughs> Shaman. In, uh, now that uh, now that he he is firmly entrenched with Randy Orton. Yep. Um, but you know. So, so the, that part was getting, getting me a little bit pissed off when I had to see how, you know, they were high when I was saying that they were high every week. And um, now I I can attest to you that I have not watched NXT on a week-to-week basis, but every time I happened to flip it on just out of curiosity, MSK was high as fuck. Well, you know, and,
1: and, I, and that was... That was uh... A gimmick they were doing in Impact Wrestling as the Rascals, and I really hated that.
0: Yeah, I mean, but as an as a in-ring tag team, they are fantastic. Mm-hmm.
1: Then we had for the NXT Women's Championship, Mandy Rose retaining the championship, defeating Cora Jade, Keely Ray, and Io Shirai. Let me tell you, I loved Mandy Rose's entrance.
0: Of course you did. We all we we both did. We, we you know. <laughs> I mean, you know, what can I tell you? She's a, she's a beautiful woman. Of course we're going to notice that, um, you know. But I I just think that with the um, with the uh, you know other talent that you had in the ring, one I know they see a lot in Cora Jade, um, you know, and they, and they see potential in her. But she was she was completely. Out, out of, out of, um, out of place in this match. It yeah. seemed she
1: still has a lot, a long way to go.
0: Okay, so it's not just me. No, but, she but is. then again, like I'm not trying to be rude because I realize like she's only 21 years old. Fuck, you know.
1: Yeah, but no, she, uh, yeah, she still has a lot, uh, a long way to go. But that's I mean, too early to make a champion. I know. I get Rhea Ripley. They gave her the championship. When she was twenty two. They gave Tony Storm the same thing, but yeah, but, totally, but look, totally different characters. Look, so. look,
0: what, look what they did with Tony Storm, man! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, thank, thank Christ, thank Christ that she's away from Charlotte Flair and this and this cream pie bullshit. <laughs> uh, but you know, and I'm hoping AEW can treat. Um, Tony Storm a lot better, Um, but to be honest with you, do I have faith in in that? Do I have faith in her getting treated better in AEW than WWE? Yes, but that being said, other women such as Ruby Riott, you know, haven't gotten elevated in AEW the way I thought they would, so... I, I don't I don't know, but hopefully somebody recognizes the talent level of Tony Storm outside of wanting to see her ass on OnlyFans. You know you know how you, you know how you were saying that you hate wrestling fans?
1: Yeah.
0: Let me tell you why I hate wrestling. Oh
1: okay. Watch me
0: emphatically put my mountain down to explain this to you. Now, I just explained, ladies and gentlemen, that, that you know, obviously, you know, Leo and I, as hot-blooded, you know, men, we're gonna no- we're gonna notice things like Mandy Rose and 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 all all of that, and, 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 and you know, who can blame? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah, yeah. So how you doing, man? Nice sidebar. Good to see you. Um, but, but but the thing is, with 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 Tony Storm. Exiting um WWE, the big story is not her going to AEW, it's her making the decision to launch an OnlyFans and the fact that people <laughs> get to see her ass on, you know, online. Um and, you know, I don't give a shit. You know, and yeah. And fans' reaction to to this announcement by Demi Storm no, no. reminds me a few years back um, when uh, when one of Alexa Bliss's fans paid $450 for a session on Cameo with her. Uh, <laughs> during which he asked her on a date... When she was actively engaged to someone else at the time,
1: I, and saw, I saw this,
0: and I'm like, "You, you Specialton type of moron! <laughs> <laughs> you, you wait, wait a minute, wait, So you know that she's engaged, first of all, and second of all, secondly, <laughs> even if she wasn't engaged, you're gonna pay her." four hundred and fifty dollars not to go on a date with her which you know that, that's an entirely different thing because you're on a date. I I could understand that. Um but you you're paying four hundred and fifty dollars to ask a woman on a date which which she says no to in less than five minutes. They're
1: going to um, four hundred and fifty dollars which you'll never get back. <laughs> which oh that doesn't God. seem like a smart sure. investment wrestling fans <laughs> just kill me like, seriously
0: <laughs> you what?
1: fans no you not
0: great it, you know um, the counter argument is going to be well you guys have a team yummy here on the PNC Progression Wrestling God, that's completely different <laughs> But you, you, you're, you're damn right we do but but at the same time, we're grown-ass men who would not pay $450 to ask a woman on a date. Or pay, I want pay $25 on OnlyFans <laughs> to see a woman. ass. to
1: do that. You're still looking about drinking right now. Like that one time. <laughs> what? Um, well, well yeah, yeah, I am... I am sorry for that. That was awesome. I was like, I'm tricking. I was like, hearing that comment, I'm like, what? I was spitting my trick up.
0: No, you were like, fuck you! (laughs) And then I ended figuring it out for two seconds. (laughs) You know, you ran into the back of the room. I thought you were having an episode. Oh, But you know, it's just. I have, I have no interest in those kinds of wrestling fans.
2: No,
0: I, the... I even have another story that I'll tell you um, as we're going to the Raw review, because these kind of wrestling fans showed themselves in kind over WrestleMania weekend. So, you know.
1: Yeah. Um, but
0: continue with your uh, NXT. Oh, well, we have, we have two, more,
1: two more left uh, on the next bench. Walter defeating L.A. Knight. Yes, I, I, we shall not call him
0: his new ring name. We're just ben, not
1: going to do Ben, Ben, Ben. I found something. I found an article earlier as to the reasoning behind his name change. Oh, please
0: tell me because I did not see this. And that, now I'm wondering if I'm going to get pissed off.
1: You know what, fans, we'll be back shortly. Alright, Ben. I found the article on the reasoning behind Gunther's name. Walter's on, name changed. Hold
0: on. Let me take a sip so I don't, I don't, have, a, I don't have an incident.
1: Alright. Okay. Go ahead. So, and this is the only time we're going to say the name Gunther. Okay. Gunther talked about his name change on this week's NXT 2.0 episode. This is an older article. One that featured a new promo from Imperium. Gunther, NXT Tag Team Champions, Marcel Barthel and Fabian Eichner. He noted that it's time to leave the past behind and usher in a new era. It is his desire to stand on his own two feet, create a new legacy and put a Walter persona behind him saying the word Imperium stands for success and dominance. Gunther noted, the same goes for my name, the name I'm known as all over the world. He added, it was the name my parents gave me in honor of our family patriarch, my grandfather, the man who introduced me to this great sport.
0: Yeah, no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) See, I,
0: I I don't buy that, because if you much as WWE could have avoided this embarrassment had they simply Googled the name Gunther starts to begin with. If you Google Walter, Walter is his actual name. Yeah. I, I don't know if Gunther was his grandfather's name, that remains to be seen, but <laughs> it, it 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 renders that um that promo um Useless.
1: Yep. Like his name is his birth name is Walter Hunt. Exactly. So,
0: so yeah. So I don't, you know what, but but here's here's the other issue now. Now this match with with Walter and or, well, I'm going to say Walter because I will not call him the other thing. Now <laughs> that we're done with this news item, yep. Um, the thing with Walter versus um. L.A. Knight, I almost said Eli Drake. But here's the thing, right? So, was this match a good match? Yes. Do, do I still find Walter to be an impressive, you know, physical specimen? And Does he, he scare the shit out of me just with the thought of getting hit with one of those shots? Yes. I I thought, um, I thought L.A. and Elena's heart was going to stop on several of them. Uh, yeah. But by the way, if you want to see a really physical match, you need to go take a look at Walter versus Ilya Dragunov. Holy ben, shit.
1: Ben, I'm looking at uh, like I'm on the Wikipedia page for Walter right now. Yeah. Under championships and accomplishments, CBS sport named Walter versus Ilya Dragunov match of the year for 2020.
0: And, and do and for damn good reason.
1: Yep, absolutely. I mean, that hurt my chest uh, feeling easily Dragon, seeing Illy Dragon off gets slapped like that.
0: <laughs> Ow. And, and the second match was pretty good too. Don't get me wrong; the second one was good, but the first one was brutal. Yep. Um, <clears throat> but the, but here, here's here's the thing, folks. And, and I don't know if you noticed this as well. But Walter has lost a lot of weight.
1: Yeah, you were saying if he was ill. I didn't find anything though. I think he just like trimmed down from what he used from what he used to be. He's just uh, like I don't think he was sick. He just trimmed down a bit. But I
0: mean, in, but in the face, in the body, that's acceptable. I mean, his body looks looks fine. Um, the, I,
1: the, I, I, but the that, Yeah, I'm
0: not sure. He looked absolutely gaunt in the face. I mean, yeah, I'm not I sure was, about
1: that though, the, because I didn't see anything.
0: So I'm not making fun of him, but I yeah. was, I was like legitimately concerned. Um, but yeah, I mean, was it was it the best roster match I've seen? Absolutely not. Um, L.A. Knight needs to be on the main roster now. Especially yes. after losing to Walzer, yeah.
1: well, I think it'll happen uh, in the next uh, few weeks. Yeah,
0: um, because he's definitely ready for the main roster.
1: And that brings us to our main event: Brown Breaker versus Dolph Ziggler. Which,
0: okay, and, and I'm I may go on a rant here. I, I'm I'm sorry, but I'm I'm legitimately very confused slash. I'm not pissed off. Um, but I'm just I'm I'm irritated and quite quite at a loss because the match itself was fine. It wasn't great. There's nothing notable about it, but it it, it, was, it was fine. Um. Okay. Now, the the first time Dolph Ziggler won the title from Braun Breaker. I was floored because, and I'll I'll, t- I'll tell you why. I have I have legitimate stuff to back this up. This isn't just me bitching. I was surprised because the entire edict, if you will, of NXT 2.0 is young blood. Now. I understand why you would bring someone the caliber of a Dolph Ziggler to NXT to work with the young talent, but that's different than putting the title on Dolph Ziggler, um, which I completely disagree with, especially if you're going with the edict of young talent. Now, I don't like the concept of this new NXT. Um, as I've said numerous times, which is probably leading you to the question, well, why are you complaining if someone the caliber of Dolph Ziggler, who you've said you've always had respect for, wins the title? It's because they're going against what they say and making the fans look stupid in the process. And then, even after all of this, you want to bring... You want to bring Braun Breaker to Raw? I'm talking. I'm talking prior to what we saw last night, because we we've seen Braun Breaker on Raw before, which clearly tells me that Braun Breaker is going to be one of your next breakout stars, next to next to Gable Stevenson for a good reason. I think Braun Breaker has. Um, has a lot to offer in terms of being the, the next guy, you know, he, he, he sounds like his uncle. He looks like his father, you know, and, that, and that's great. He had, he had a great moment, um, inducting them in the hall, in the hall of fame on Thursday night. But you're, you're going to tell me that you're going to, you're going to have him induct his family um, into the Hall of Fame and then he's going to lose the next day as part of the WrestleMania weekend kickoff only to win the title on Raw after WrestleMania. Now, now, before any anyone says oh, well, they did that because you know, Raw after me is the most watched Raw of the year. And they wanted to bring some excitement and new blood to Monday Night Raw. I counter that by saying, even though I completely understand that logic, I'm going to have to counter it with saying, fuck your logic. Because... It makes absolutely no sense whatsoever to do that. Because, and you're saying, why does it make any sense? You just just made your own argument against what you're going to say. Well, sit down and take notes, you dumb shits. No, we're we're kidding. If you're listening to the show, you're wonderful, you're great, and and whatever the fuck. But, um... uh, this is this is what irritates me because WWE shoots, them, shoots themselves in the foot when they do this stupid shit. Because by giving Braun the title on Monday Night Raw, you have completely um, you've completely erased the importance of of the match with um, with Dolph at NXT Stand and Deliver. Which, which, um, if you want to, if you even want to go back this far, lowers the importance of Sand and the LIVER in general, because you know you just completely eradicated that that main event and rendered it useless. Um, and and to this point. Braun breaker is still an NXT superstar so take take Braun breaker completely out of the equation right mm-hmm. for just for this next section of the argument and then I want to hear what you have to say about this because I want to have a conversation about how NXT is being used and perceived at this particular moment so you mean to tell me that, on NXT standing and Deliver, you're going to have someone who has never been on NXT retain the title against your biggest star that you're building for the future. And then on Monday Night Raw, you're going to lessen the importance of that title by putting it on your new guy, when he just lost the same match, um, you know, 72 hours beforehand. So, what was the point of doing the first match in the first place? You know, just just have the title switch hands at NXT stand in the liver, rather than having an NXT guy win the NXT title on a show that is not NXT. Yeah,
1: I can see that. It doesn't, uh, doesn't really make sense. Like, I, I, I think they, they should have just had him win it. I just...
0: I don't understand this. Um, so, I... Because... One, you just had two matches. One of which was completely irrelevant. The main event of your show of NXT's show on WrestleMania weekend was irrelevant, and you only did that to get more to get more eyes on Braun Breaker at Monday Night Raw. Well, what does that say about the rebuild of NXT? You can't get more eyes on on NXT, so you lessen the brand by bringing it to Monday Night Raw. Because if you remember, Elio, back in NXT Black and Gold days, we never saw NXT on Raw. Nope. But so what does that say about this current NXT?
1: It says that they need help because they're still going through growing pains. But I, I kind of want to see this, I kind of like these crossovers, so it makes it interesting.
0: Well, I just think it weakens NXT. Okay.
1: I mean, I mean we get fresh matches as opposed to the repetitive ones we we've been seeing every week.
0: But but are they doing it often enough to actually make that change?
1: Well, they they just started, so I guess we have to see like, uh, how if they're gonna keep going with this. They said this is a plan for the future.
0: Yeah, well, it's not a it's not a future that's looking good. No, not that that's. That's nothing against Braun Breaker, but it's just you induct his family as the Hall of Fame. And then he loses the title on a show that is built for people like him. Has been... You're going to have to correct me if I'm wrong because I don't watch NXT, but hasn't Braun Breaker been the guy on NXT? Yeah. Okay. Well, then... Why not? Why not have him win the title the day after he his family gets inducted? And in. I mean, the story writes itself.
1: Yeah, no, no, I I get that part. Yeah, Girl, they, I, I I think I think they should have done that. So have him win on it. Uh, then you avoid uh, I a mean, rematch? Like what we, like what we saw in RAW.
2: Yeah. So I don't know.
1: Alright, so that's all we have for. Um, we don't have SmackDown this week because there's a point in reviewing SmackDown. <laughs> so, Ben, let's see we say we have WrestleMania 38, absolutely. Alright, uh, you want to do night one and I can do night two? Uh,
0: yes, I took much more extensive notes for night one.
1: Okay, go ahead, night one.
0: Um. So, first up is. Shinsuke Nakamura
1: and Boogs versus the Usos. This match, it, it was an okay match, but Rick Boogs. Poor guy.
0: I mean, I mean, you you talk about going from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows. His first WrestleMania, he gets to kick off the show, and. You know the match was gonna was going just fine prior to the injury, so um, because to start it off, we have a big insecurity, um, to to both the usos, um, w- which is which is parlayed into a uh bear hug into a delayed vertical suplex on Jay from. From Rick's knees, he did this. I think this is what um, this is what led to, led to the issue, because it wasn't just a regular delayed suplex. He he had Jay up before he even got up.
1: Are you talking about that suplex where he had him up there with like for what seemed like forever? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That can. Uh, yeah, that could do some. Do something
0: to the knee. Yeah, and then after this, he tries to hold both Uso's on his shoulder. Yeah, because
1: that's what it, happened.
0: Yeah, it, it looked like it looked like what John Cena looks like before he delivers like a double F five or something, mm-hmm. and then that's what buckled the knee. Um, and then after the knee buckled, it was very obvious that he was messed up because we didn't see him again. Yep. Um, and so the match was drastically changed, obviously on the fly. Um, we had a rope assisted German suplex by Shinsuke Nakamura. That was a very nice looking. Oh, yeah, hold on,
1: why are you doing that? You know, I'm going to open up wrestling news data. I mean, wrestling data, so I can give you their the ratings. Right. And. <clears throat>
0: And then we have a splash by J for the near fall, and then the super kick into the one D, aka the three D. They're calling they're calling it the one D because you know, in case you didn't know, for the Usos, we the ones. Just like we're the podcast you need to be listening to for all your unfiltered, true. <laughs> professional wrestling news right here on the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast because if you can't find us you're lying we're everywhere get on the train baby see what I did there baby no, okay.
1: no that, was, that was awesome <laughs> someone somebody uh, play Adam Cole's theme in the background Next up, we have Happy Corbin.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting, I'm getting tears on the, on the keyboard. We can't have a short during our biggest show of the year. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. We have Happy Corbin versus Drew McIntyre. Ben. Now, before I get into the breakdown of this match, this match was not as bad as I expected it to be. I'll, I'll give it that. It was decent. But yep. ask me, please, just for shits and grands, Elio, look in my eyes and ask me if I give a fuck. You
1: give a fuck? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and it, it brings me back to
0: our, our would-be guest on a past show. That um, TikTok friend of yours, who you, you showed me footage of his oh, WrestleMania predictions before we went on the air, and he was saying that was only
1: really, one.
0: He, he was saying that he likes Happy Corbin and much more than Drew McIntyre. Uh, to which I would have to ask him, "What the fuck are you smoking? And why was it even a consideration for you to be on our show?" No I, no, I I understand that people have a different opinion, but I, I tend to be really suspicious
2: of people who enjoy the
0: work of Happy Corbin. I'm sure you're going you to understand why. Yeah. So, now, now that my sidebar has been complete, we'll, we'll get into the match itself. So... Both men come out swinging. Looks like it's going to be a big man fight, even though Happy Corbin should not be on WrestleMania portrayed as a big man to begin with. We get it. He's 6'7". Nobody gives a fuck. When McIntyre hits a clothesline out of the the corner, uh, face first into the corner goes uh, Happy Corbin, I think. Clothesline to the outside by McIntyre. Then he gets driven into the post uh, by Corbin. Corbin is focusing on McIntyre's knee. Uh, big whip into the corner uh, for a one count pin. I don't. Who goes for a pin after an Irish whip in the corner? Happy Corbin. That too. Um. So then we have a clothesline, a back suplex, and a near fall, uh, by Happy Corbin. Um, then we have Madcap, who who inexplicably gets on the apron and starts celebrating, and Happy Corbin tells him to shut the fuck up and get down. I have never been a bigger fan of Happy Corbin than I was in this moment. Um... So then, um, after Madcap gets down, we have a clothesline countered into a spine buster. Um, uh, Corbin, um, Corbin runs into, I forget what the offensive move was. Then we have a, then we have a kip up, um, reverse of the, um, the fusion shock DDT into a deep six. That was an that was a nice sequence. I I, I did enjoy that.
1: Now, do you think that Drew uh, Magnet should have kicked out of the, the deep six?
0: No, I I mean I wouldn't even have executed the deep six at that point because right now the deep six is like the coolest looking finishing maneuver and like, but you know that it's always gonna get kicked out. It's just a foregone conclusion. Um which which I don't like for signature or finishing moves. It's, they should be used part in the pun as finishers more often than not and they're not.
1: Um ben? then you have a ben? big dive. Hold on. Huh? I just wanna before you go on, I just wanna give you the readings for the first match. Right. The okay. USOs. I just had to change my password because I couldn't get in. Okay, so what did you give uh, the USOs?
0: I'll give it a a one. Just because of uh, how it how it um turned out.
1: Fifty percent gave it a three. What the fuck? No. <laughs> okay, um, go, on, go on with this one. We're on this one. Go on. We'll cut off. Okay. So then we get a
0: big dive Undertaker style on to both Happy Corbin and Mad Cat Moss by McIntyre. Then we have a reversal of the end of days. And then McIntyre goes for the Claymore, gets reversed into the end of days, which was actually hit the second time for a two count. Uh, Future Shock, DDT, and Claymore for the win. I wish they wouldn't have all these fucking reversals before the finish. I get it, but I just, you know, it's, it's just so overdone. If it was done specifically for matches like this at WrestleMania, then I would be a little bit more forgiving, but we see that every week on every show, and it's just like, you know, it just... Lessens the value of finishers, in my opinion. Yep.
1: Um,
0: so, um, next up we oh, have. What does this one get? I'll, I'll be generous and give it a three because it really wasn't as bad as I anticipated. It.
1: Okay, 50% agree with you. You gave it a three.
0: Okay, cool. And then. You know, as much as I hate to do this because I dislike Logan Paul being involved in professional wrestling. Yeah. He actually did a very good job here. But the ending made no sense. Well, well the ending makes no sense, and but let me call something out to people. And I don't care if I sound like a dick. I'm, I'm just going to say this. Okay? When you come out to the ring... Now, Grin, I realize it's WrestleMania. But when you come out with a $5.2 million Pokemon card <laughs> on your necklace, it, it doesn't matter if you're a heel or a face or if that's what you intended to do. My, my immediate response is to give you an, an immediate, heartfelt, non-wrestling-related, fuck you as a human being. <laughs> I, I don't want to see you. Now, Now that was always my approach to Logan Paul because I, I just don't give a fuck about Logan Paul or celebrities in general. Same reason why I didn't give a fuck about Bad Bunny when he came in last year, but
1: Bad Bunny I mean, did a good Bad job. Bad Bunny is well better than Logan Paul.
0: Well, yes, I I agree, but but that's just my attitude with celebrities. Okay. Um, so then, getting to the match, we have. We get, we get, Ray immediately gets stomped and double teamed in the enemy corner. Uh, then we have a hurricane runner and a near fall uh, for the Mysterios. A Salt which led into a double takedown head scissor off the top. Um, cheap shot by Logan on, on Dom from behind. A big power slam and a near fall. Uh, Miz and Logan double team with the Miz kicks for a two count. Then we have a backbreaker reversed into a backslide into a backslide by Dominic. Um, a blockbuster by Paul, which admittedly looked really, really good. Uh, Miz and Logan double stomp, and another cheap shot by Logan. Uh, bulldog by Dom. Tag to uh, Ray. Hurricane Rana uh, roll through sunset. Sunset flip into the kick. Um, the pin attempt was broken up by Paul. Then we have another cradle pin attempt for another near fall. A tornado DDT, which was kicked out of by The Miz. Um, Suplexed by Ray. He then tries to hit the three amigos. Uh, and then Logan hits a, uh, a big boot and proceeds to hit the three amigos on... I believe it was Dom. It could have been Ray, but he hit the three amigos, and my immediate reaction was, what the fuck? I did not like that spot at all. No. No, if anyone's going to hit that move, it's going to be Ray or Dom. Shut the fuck up. I don't care if you are a heel, you're not hitting that move. Um, I, I didn't like that at all. Um, and so they have something like their frog splash spot from the top row, And he's doing the shimmy and all that. Yeah. And, and, uh, I, I, look, I understand he's a heel. I get all that. But realistically, I don't want to see anybody performing that move that isn't Dom or Ray yep. or somebody that was very close with Eddie. Yep. Shut the hell up. Um... And then, and then after the three ami- after the three amigos, um, the pin was broken up. We have a suicide dive and a double six one nine for two. Uh, also two frog splashes. Um, the Miz tags himself in for the skull crushing finale for the three count. And after that, the Miz turned on the Paul and the Grudge. Regretted- I begrudgingly wrote after this very good performance by Paul, but um, fuck your five point two million dollar
1: Pokemon chain. I don't give a fuck. But that was stupid. Why? Why have them win if this is going to turn on him anyways? I don't know. That was that was stupid. That was incredibly stupid. I agree. Uh, rating.
0: I'll be
1: nice.
0: And give it a three.
1: Wow. Forty percent were a lot more ten percent give it a four. <laughs> what
0: the fuck?
1: Um, yeah, yeah, no.
0: No. That's not gonna happen.
1: Uh, clearly clearly
0: we are the more honest and unbiased wrestling podcast. You can you can see like, that on uh, this show.
1: I'll tell you I'll tell you right now. I'm gonna I'll tell you my reading that I gave it when we come to Saturday night. I basically, I actually gave it a 2, and I gave it a C. Well, that that's
0: much more reasonable than a
1: fucking 4.
0: Uh, yeah. Is my rage showing? <laughs> yeah, what do we have next? Um, Becky Lynch versus oh, Bianca
1: wow. Belair. This, this was is- a great match.
0: This was absolutely one of the highlights of WrestleMania, period, regardless of night. Yep. This was awesome, which which I expected given the talent involved, but I will be honest with you, I was not looking forward to this match coming into it because I thought the build was absolutely terrible. Um, but both of them looked Having said that, this match was fantastic. Yep. And I will take you through my notes because, like I said, it's WrestleMania and I did something special for you. Um, <clears throat> but um, the match starts off with both ladies going for finishers early. early uh, man slam, kick out. Um, then... Uh, Becky went for an early disarmor as well for a rope break. Suplex goes for two, but Lynch counters and misses a moonsault. Um, Belair locks in her own disarmor, um, which led to a smorgasbord of uh, pins and two counts in a spot that I genuinely hate. Um, Belair is driven into the steps, um, followed by explorer suplexes um, for the near fall. Um, we get Becky driving um, Bianca throat first into the rope, um, followed up by a super kick into a guillotine leg drop, which was actually one of my favorite spots of the night. That was, that was really nice. The guillotine lay drop. Um, then we have a double underhook suplex um, into, I believe it was into, um, I can't read my own writing, but it was a double underhook suplex and a clothesline led for a near fall uh, powerbomb uh, to the outside uh, by Belair. Um, then we have suplex to the outside shorter blocks in the corner gut buster leading to like kick out by Lynch um, then we have a back spring pop-up reversal uh, into a backsplash um going up top both women are are um, are um Jockeying for position, we get a top rope, hang up, gut buster, and a 450 by Belair. I love her version of 450. I, I trust her much more to um, pull off moonsaults and the like, much more than Charlotte fucking Flair. We'll get to Charlotte Flair a little bit later on. Um, <clears throat> we have um, we have a spine buster by Belair. We have a disarm countered. Um, eventually, Belair goes colliding into the turnbuckle. Uh, Lynch was tossed to the outside after this, um, and then uh, and then the manhandle slam on the steps, which was a, a tremendous spot. I like that, and and they both. Beat the count out. I think they both came in at nine. Uh, the spot still into to a near fall. Uh, Backflip escape from the manhandle slam by Be- Air, which was a nice transition into the kiss of death for the three count. And uh, yeah, Belair captured the title with with the KOD. That was a very nice uh, match. I I thoroughly enjoyed that. That was one of my highlights of of WrestleMania weekend in general.
1: Alright, what do you got? I, I give it a I would give it a four. Yep, sixty percent give it a four. And this was a match of night for me. Alright, what, what's next? We
0: have uh, Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes. Oh
1: and I I, I I let you hear that one fan reaction off air about yeah. Cody Rhodes when he made his return.
0: Oh, well, that fan has no fucking clue. What no, about. No, that's so bad. Why okay, first, f- f- first, first of all, okay. Now, uh, I'm I am not an AEW Mark, nor am I a Cody Mark. I try to, you know, take these stories for what they are so let me let me just give you my two cents on cody leaving aew in, in case you missed it and then we'll, we'll get back to it right was i surprised that cody left aew absolutely um what what am i gonna cry about it and weep and say he turned his back on all the fans no this is pro. This is pro wrestling. You don't hear other people crying when when other people leave companies and come back right. to WWE or vice versa. Seriously. Uh, of of course it's of of course it's surprising given that he's one of the founding fathers of AEW. But you know, look 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 at his family. Look look at, look at the, his legacy in WWE. Of course, I'm not surprised he would come back. Yeah. You know. You know, and and he and we're gonna talk more about this um when we get the money Night Raw, but um when he um when he did the the interview um in in the back, um I I forget, I forget what Sue. She, it wasn't Kayla, she was she was a blonde. Sarah Schreiber? Yeah, yeah. Um. Thank you. And, and no disrespect to Sarah Schreiber. I just, I, couldn't remember your name. Uh, my apologies. Um. But you know, and when he's explaining, you know, why he came back and and all of that, I, I became a bigger fan of Cody Rhodes. I I thought that that was very heartfelt. I didn't I didn't catch any bullshit um, from that him and Tony Khan had a, had a, had a, um, had a differing a, a pr- approach on business and maybe Cody wanted more money or more control than, than Tony was willing to give him. And I mean, th- this, this is business. This is no reason to, to destroy either men or call them or call Cody traders or whatever. It is yeah. business deal that went sideways and, it was surprising, and people need to shut the fuck up. Calling Cuddy Rhodes a traitor—he's not. Yep. I mean, okay. I mean, I swear, when I when I heard
1: that on that, I saw that video on TikTok. I'm like, oh, okay, people, fans, like you are the problem.
0: It's it's you know what a definition of a traitor is. A, a, a traitor is is someone who who stabs somebody in the back for. For real, a traitor is the fan who is t- who was is, who is kissing Cody Rhodes and, and you know, sticking out for his wife and all, all of this, and now, and now they're being called traitors because they went to WWE. Can we, can we please grow up and realize that this is a business for Christ's sake? But anyway, uh, going back to the actual match, because I don't want to talk about drama anymore, uh, the place absolutely exploded when when uh, when Cody Rhodes came out. That was really cool, and I was I was very happy that um, that they they gave him the AEW presentation. And what I mean by that, no, that is not a, that is not a snide remark against AEW or whatever. Shut the fuck up, please. <laughs> What I mean is that they they gave him the same music with the same presentation, ring gear and all that. He wasn't gonna come back as Stardust. Actually uh, that
1: that's uh, he owns that music.
0: Exactly. Um well he better own it every because uh, he has the yeah. he has the Nightmare Family em- emblem on his neck. He better own something. Well
1: and uh, mm. he also said um he
0: said himself there's not going to be any more Stardust. Well, thank God. Thank God. You know, it, it, it's like, is he like, going to come back as Stardust? Or I, I even saw women saying, I'll post nudes if he comes back as
1: Stardust.
2: Like, oh. <laughs> like what? What? <laughs> and we'll get no the headlines uh, during Money
1: at Rock. I'm referring to the one you sent me last night. I was like, what the fuck? We'll get into that it's in the raw report. Go on. But um excuse me.
0: Are you good? Uh, I'm I'm back. I had a I had a coughing fit briefly. Um but um so the match starts and we get two lockups. um the head, the head, um, the headlock, the leapfrog, arm drag, takedown, several reversals, uh, exchanging shots. Um, you know, going for finishers earlier, lots of counters, rope roads, suplexes to the outside. Um, luckily, Seth Rollins landed on the apron, and they just both ended up um, on the outside. It wasn't a catastrophic spot. Um, back in the ring uh, the large focus for Cody was Seth's arm we have uh, several arm drags um, there were scissors on the arm um, roll up was countered by Rollins uh, big kick to the gut by Cody Insiguri was was um, by Rollins for the shoulder takedown job um, kick counter of uh, the top rope move. That was beautiful. Um, Gut Buster for one by Rollins. Um, Whips to the corner for a bear hug power slam. Um, Then we have a big dive to the outside. Uh, Rollins was sent over the announce table. Um, Moonsault for two led to a power bomb on the outside. And the second one, Into the Barricade, by Cody, followed up by a super kick. Excuse me while I um, turn the page here. Um, stomp and Crossroads. Um, a lot of reversals. Um, Cody hit um, the Crossroads again for two. Uh, Cody was on the top rope only to have his legs swept out. Uh, Dragon Sleeper into an inverted suplex followed by another slam for two. Um, Roll through Phoenix Flash. I would have really liked to see the Phoenix Flash hit. I like that move. Um, Both go for Pedigrees. Um, Cody gets a Cody Cutter for two. Um, uh, it's pretty much just an RKO, but they can't call it an RKO when Cody's doing it, so Cody Cutter. Um, we have two pedigrees by Rowan. Um, for a near fall, they started trading rights. Um, we get a kick to the face and a rolling elbow and neck breaker for Rowan. Uh, and then the finishing sequence was two crossroads, and when, when we thought he was going for the third crossroads, he goes for the bionic elbow instead, and then picks him back up, and hits another crossroads uh, for, the three, for the three count. And um, both this match and the women's match were uh, the highlights of the night for me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: And he um, this. I would give this a four. 55% gave it a four.
0: Absolutely. So you're not all morons. But of course you're not, because you're listening to this show. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What mm-hmm. um, And then next up, we have Rhonda versus Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> what, what? see, like, you, you can't see this because it was out of camera range, but I emphatically moved my notes to the side. Now, did I take notes for this match? Yes. Did I want to? No, because let's be honest, folks. Contrary to what Charlotte would have you believe, she does not deserve to be portrayed as one of the top stars in the company. That does not mean she's not a great wrestler. I believe she is. But character-wise, promo-wise, I don't give a single fuck about Charlotte Flair. Call me what you want. I have, I have two friends who... Who if they heard me say that right now, they would have had a heart attack live on the air if they were if they were doing a WrestleMania post show with us. They love Charlotte Flair and I I understand it. But, that, but but I will I will counter that by saying that one of my friends who um who would slap me in the face for saying that had the opportunity to go out drinking with Ric Flair, and the other one booked him on the show. After which, my other friend went drinking with Ric Flair. So you cannot, uh, you can uh, honestly see where the where the where the Flair loyalty comes into play there. Uh, and <clears throat> I will, I will again. Say that yes, she is a great wrestler. Is she the best woman on the roster? No. Is she the best woman? If is, is she the best wrestler on the roster, men or women? As my friend likes to say, no. <laughs> Breaking news, folks! It ain't gonna happen.
1: PNC exclusive. You need to go elsewhere for the <laughs> Charlotte Flair love fest. It mean, <laughs> But, but
0: before, before I go on with the match synopsis, Lao, oh, oh, now that I've said my piece about Charlotte Flair, what's your opinion?
1: This match wasn't as bad as I thought it would be, but, but it wasn't as good as the Bianca Belair match. That one was way better. That one I gave an A. This one I gave it a B minus. And and that part
0: I agree with. But perhaps I should have phrased my question better. Uh, what
1: What's your opinion of Charlotte Flair? Oh, oh. <laughs> she's good in the ring. She's not the best, but she's terrible on the mic. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you so much, as a matter of
0: fact. I feel refreshed. Yeah. <laughs> Exclusive. <P-H-E-X-7. laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh god, your timing is wonderful. Now, now that we have the, the Charlotte
1: Flair, um, you know, cliff notes out of the way. Did you, you, know, you get that match? Oh, are you moving on to the next match.
0: No. No. no not, now I'm going through the round of the Charlotte match. Oh,
1: okay. And then I'll give you the ratings. Okay. No, no, yeah, go on.
0: Okay, so... So... Uh, Rhonda, Rhonda captures momentum early. She gets the elbow on Charlotte on the apron. Uh, Rhonda goes for the uh, ankle lock but gets dropped to the floor. Uh, goes face first into the post uh, for the near fall. Uh, then we have a um, uh, like a nightmare move that I thought it was going to look very ugly because it looked like she she was going for a face lock beforehand. Uh, But a right to the head for a near fall. See, I I think they go for near falls way too much in WrestleMania matches. i will be right back. You're not going to get a three three count after you punch somebody in the head in a wrestling match. It's not going to happen. Bet.
1: Okay. I'll I'll be right back.
0: Okay, very good. My co-host steps away conveniently for the Charlotte match. He doesn't want to hear it, and I don't blame him. I'm very jealous of him at this point. <laughs> um, let's see, Let's see here. So we have the right to the head, then we have a choke takedown. Um, then we have a uh, kick to the face for a two count. Uh, Rhonda goes face first into the turnbuckle. Um, Tornado DDT um, by Rhonda. Uh, Then we have Charlotte coming back with a spear. Um, A back suplex um, by Charlotte. She tips up and delivers that infamous botched moonsault that is absolutely fucking terrible even when she went for the second roll when she hit the match, she still missed and the commentary had to cover her up for it. Um then we have a sudden um, snap suplex. Uh Rhonda goes in the street of Woe. She sits up, gets knocked back down, says, Hello, how you doing? Um Charlotte to Rhonda, and that one that was actually funny, if you go back and take a look at it. Um, But uh, then, once she gets off the rope, uh, we get an arm drag off the top, um, and then Rhonda gets hit with a big boot by Charlotte. Another scoop suplex Ankle lock, Charlotte reverses, um, and then then after a little bit, um, Charlotte has, or I'm sorry, Rhonda has Charlotte's leg, um, but she manages to escape. Um, Then there's another reversal of the ankle lock, lots of reversals in the finishing sequence. Uh, the figure eight was reversed and then the two women end up on the apron where Flair hits the exploder into the barricade. Um, Charlotte hits another big boot um, and then uh, Rousey hits the Piper's pit, broken up by a rope break back in the ring. Um, Rhonda uh, let's see. Rhonda kicks out of natural selection, re- reverses figure eight. Does anybody else feel like the figure eight has completely replaced the natural selection? I can't even remember the last time I saw Charlotte hit um, natural selection prior to Mania. Maybe it's just me. Um, the ref gets, um, or, um, yeah, the ref gets speared, and then um, later, on, later on Charlotte hits the big boot um, for the three-count. And it should be noted uh, this is going to play into the storyline later on because while the ref was knocked out, uh, Charlotte re- repeatedly uh, tapped out from the angle lock. So once again, the the snake heel that Charlotte is, she gets away with a a WrestleMania victory when she lost. I don't have a problem with that because she's a heel, but let let it just be known that Charlotte lost. As my co-host re-enters the room... Um, I will, uh, try to cover airtime before I dive into, um, Wrestlemania Night 2. And, and I will give you a commentary of what he's doing as he's getting ready to sit back down. He has made eye contact with the camera. <laughs> what and is, is
1: going on? Laughing
0: at my face.
1: And, we, and we are back. <laughs> Elio, I'm here.
0: You, you lucky little fucker. <laughs> You leave as I'm getting into the Charlotte match, and you return right after the Charlotte match.
1: But, but that, that, that was even, you're not even done with part, with day one.
0: No, 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 no I know. I know that you get. <laughs> so, r- right on, right on schedule. Well, did, did I hear you say that Charlotte lost? No. No, I was was reminding the people that she tapped out while the ref was down. Oh, right, yeah. So that's going to play into the storyline later on. I
1: I hate matches that that, that include, like, a ref bump like that
0: one. Well, the the ending is what took me out of the match to begin with. The match really wasn't that bad. Um... Oh, I'm sorry. You weren't taking pills. You were grabbing refreshments. Oh, you Yeah, uh, I see your little game here. I grabbed the refreshments before I come on. No, here. I,
1: I I think we'll get my adapter, which I was plugging in. That's why you saw me standing up. But anyway, so um thank God. This wasn't the
0: main event of the evening. Because Stone Cold Steve Austin and Kevin Owens, I love Kevin Owens, especially after something I saw uh, prior to um, prior to WrestleMania um, going on the air. Um, he released a video on Twitter.
1: Now, oh, uh-huh. are you referring to that one where he was in the ring? He was talking about uh, this. Uh, yes. His, uh, yeah.
0: Well, obviously, ladies and gentlemen, on the air, you know, Kevin Owens is a, is a massive heel, and everybody wants to punch him in the face. Yep. And obviously, you see him get stunned at WrestleMania, and whatever, what have you. But the actual human being, Kevin Owens, just, he seems like the coolest guy ever. He, I mean, I mean, like, how could you not like this guy? Now, I have been following Kevin Owens for years prior to him even coming in to WWE. You know, I was. Yeah, um, that, I, was I,
1: I don't know if you, uh, the, you. You have 2B, I'm sure, on your TV, right? I have, do I have what? 2B? Yeah. Yeah, look, look up. Uh, there's a Kevin Owens uh, video on there, the Canadian Warrior. It has oh. all. It ha It's just like a, an hour of all of his matches for outside of WWE.
0: Oh, cool! That's awesome. Yeah. I'll definitely have to sing like that. But you know, he was for for all of his asshole-ish tendencies on air. He he was so excited about this match, and he was like lost for words as to how cool it was for him to be, you know, interacting with Stone Cold at Wrestlemania. So, mm-hmm. e- before this even goes on the air, I am so pumped up for this, and, um, you know, I, and I have to say, several people, including someone who I've grown to really just have an adverse reaction to... And I, I've never met him in, in real life. He could be a nice guy, but in terms of in terms of wrestling opinions, you know who I really can't stand? Who? Bully Ray.
1: Oh fuck, Bully Ray. He. Well, let me fuck, fuck him and his bullshit opinions. He is so stupid.
0: Look, but like, you know, he's going off on this about about how. Charlotte should be in the main event, and, you know, he understands it's Stone Cold Steve Austin, but current talent should be in the main event, whatever. I'm like, Steve, or, or Bubba, whatever the fuck your name is.
1: Mark. Um, yeah, cause
0: that's what he, yeah, that's what he is. Mark. Mark, how how fitting. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm like, Bubba. You understand exactly why Stone Cold is in the main event of WrestleMania. Don't, don't be acting stupid. We, right. we are in Texas right. with the Texas Rattlesnake in the main event of WrestleMania. How in the hell are you against that, number one? And number two, how could you expect it to be any different based on where we are and who we're talking about? If this was just a regular show, I would agree with your opinion. But this is WrestleMania, man. I mean, what what did you expect? We're in Dallas, Texas, and you have the opportunity to have some called C Lawson in some sort of physical capacity and you would rather have Charlotte be the last thing you see as we go off the air. I'm sorry. I don't know if you're saying that. Just to stir shit up, or, or that's actually what you believe in, but regardless,
1: you make yourself sound like a fucking doom with opinions such as that. And let me tell you, um, I hear most of his stuff like through like TikTok videos, sometimes I'm scrolling and I'll see it, even even uh, people in the comment section. I can't stand him, and they think he's he's a jackass with his stupid opinions.
0: Well, well he definitely comes off like one, but um, well, the the main event was really cool. So it. So hold it on rocked.
1: again. Um, did did I, did I mention this? But fuck you, Bully Ray. Yeah. <laughs> Just to clarify, I agree. Fuck you and your stupid fucking <laughs> opinions. <laughs> So I'm sorry. Okay. I'm off. I'm 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 So I
0: didn't really, I didn't really know what this main event was going to entail, uh, because honestly, I didn't expect um, uh, Austin to be involved in any uh, physicality outside of maybe delivering a stunner. Um, because
1: I'm sorry, did did you give your rating for the previous match?
0: Oh no, I did not. I'll give it a three.
1: Okay, um and uh forty percent will agree with you we gave it
0: a three. Okay, very good. So then then like I said, I really didn't know what this KO show was gonna morph into because I didn't expect uh Austin to get involved in any physical, you know, capacity outside of, you know, hitting a center. (laughs)
2: Um,
0: and apparently, (laughs) Mr. Austin has been training his ass off because, number one, he looks fantastic. The guy looks like he hasn't aged a day since 2003. Um... You know, and I'll tell you what, for, I'm not gonna, I didn't go, I didn't write down notes for this because I was just enjoying the moment because I couldn't believe what I was seeing. You know, so I'm cool called Steve Austin at WrestleMania when I'm in my 30s, but, what? What? <laughs> yeah. um, and so I just, you know, I put my pen down and I was enjoying what I was seeing. So I have absolutely no notes for the KO show or the match that ensued and yes ladies and gentlemen you heard me correctly if you didn't see the show on Sunday night I said match featuring Stone Cold Steve Austin and Kevin Owens well, if they did not see the
1: show I don't know what they're doing
0: this well, that's why we have smart people, you and I, to pick up the slack because not everyone can be as intelligent or good looking as you and me. Uh, <clears throat> but, um, but, ladies and gentlemen, Austin took a suplex on concrete at fifty-seven years old. I thought I was looking at Terry Funk for a minute. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ! Um, you know, so shout out to him because, like I said, he looked fantastic, and what he, what he was able to deliver in terms of the beat down and the fight with Kevin Owens, that was WrestleMania worthy shit. I'm sorry, you know? I, I was having the time of my life watching that. I was like, because you know, because I'm, I'm sitting down, and prior to all of this. You you can see, Elio. Watch. I'll 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 show you as 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 um I'll, I'll show you on the air so you can see all of what I'm holding. All of these pages that you see in my hand are full of notes from from the weekend festivities. So I was very studious and I did my job for this podcast. And I started taking notes for the Stone Cold Steve Austin match. And, I, you know, and my, my pen was about to hit paper for this. And, you know, I, I literally said, fuck it, out loud. Nobody was there. And I put the pen down. And I, I'm like, no, I'm not taking notes for this. I'm going to watch this. I'm fucking enjoy myself. And god damn it if I didn't have fun with that shit. I mean, that was tremendous. Who would have expected that in 2022?
1: And you gave
0: it. I, I gave it a five for entertainment value, god damn it. Wow. Okay. You know, for a match, was it a five? No. No, of course not. But for entertainment value, you're damn right.
1: Yeah, but for the match, what
0: what did you give it? I would have given it, like, a two and a half. Okay, 33% gave it a three.
1: Okay. Um,
0: but... (laughs) I mean, I was having the time of my life out here. I mean, I really was. (laughs) That was so freaking cool. Um, and, um... And, you know, not surprisingly, this was not the only Austin sighting that we had for WrestleMania weekend. Nope. Um, so, um, should we start with WrestleMania Night 2?
1: Yep, and let me just pull up the notes here. So, WrestleMania Night 2. Alright, and uh, we start things off with, the Raw Tag Championship, RK Bros, Three Profits, and Alpha Academy.
0: So I, I admit that I was a little bit late in starting to take notes for this because I was um, I was getting my snacks ready and all of that before the sh- uh, show started and I was just kind of running uh, to deal with dogs and whatever the hell else. Um, so I started a little bit late but I caught... The um, the ending segment.
1: This was uh, this was a great match.
0: Yes, it was. I'll and, tell
1: and you. I'll talk, before you go on. I'll tell you my my high points. The in sync uh, double DDTs that Orton and Riddle hit on the Street Profits, and the RKO's was from the top rope.
0: Absolutely, and I I definitely have uh, those in my notes because the closing sequence of, of this match was really what um, put it over the top uh, for, for me in terms of uh, entertainment value. So we have A broad Asleep by Riddle. Um, Orton tags himself in, or Orton gets tagged in, excuse me, and his, his signature backdrops on the table twice I believe I believe that this was on unless uh, I'm very much mistaken I believe that these were on the street profits um, and then we have um, the um, stereo draping DDTs that Elio was talking about and then we have a back elbow by Otis into a double team a massive blockbuster by the street profits on uh, Gable, and then uh, um, and then Riddle hit, hits it on Dawkins. Those were the um, two parts, and then um, and then we have the consecutive top rope RKO's to retain the tag titles. The first one was by Riddle on Dawkins. And the second one was by Randy on Chad Gable. Um, And then at first, when they they had this as the post-match thing, I was kind of shaking my head, but then by the end of it, I was laughing and clapping. Um, At first, I was confused when, uh, when Gable Stevenson, or Gable Stevenson, I'm sorry. I always want to say Stevenson, and then I have to correct myself and say Stevenson. Um, but he was invited into the ring uh, by the street prophets.
1: Yeah, what uh, do you, you think of this guy, though?
0: Well, honest, honestly, I, honestly, I don't know yet. You know, I have to, I have to give uh, Steve a ton of credit um, because he is that legit in terms of in terms of accolades. The only one that can beat him, in my opinion, is Brock Lesnar, and even that, you know, the only thing that Brock Lesnar has that Stevenson doesn't have is the UFC title and the WWE title. And if you ask me, they're going to hot shot this kid to the top within within eighteen months to two years.
1: I saw an article. On... Where they said do um, you want to make him the next Brock Lesnar. Well, and um,
0: and I, I could see that. I don't know if he has the body type um, to be the next Brock Lesnar, but um, but uh, you know that remains to be seen. Um, I could, def- but I can definitely see that based on how he was presented, because. Because before we even get to, uh, I we forgot to mention how uh, WrestleMania Night Two kicked off. Um, b- before you know the triple threat match, um, so Triple H comes out with his with his boots, uh, and yeah. uh, puts them in the ring and, and says, "You know, I just wanted to say." Uh, Thank you the best way I knew how, Um, you know, by welcoming you all to WrestleMania. And um, this was one thing that we did not cover um, last week on our WrestleMania pre-show that I wish I had, but we just had so much going on that um, it got lost in the shuffle. But um, so... So uh, we mentioned how um, I think we mentioned how Travolta appeared on ESPN with Stephen A. Smith yeah. to uh, to address his his recent health issues that had kept him out of WWE for six months, and that he had he had to officially announce his entering retirement now. I think that we all pretty much knew that that, um, that Triple H was done, especially after the fiasco in Saudi Arabia with Undertaker and Kane. But having said that, nobody wants to see um, nobody wants to see anybody, let alone someone the caliber of a Triple H, uh, be taken out by something like that. Um, and given his heart issues, um, he really. Um, he even said he came um, very, very close to death. So I'm glad that we are not eulogizing uh, Triple H tonight and um, that we can say that he had an awesome moment at WrestleMania the way that he deserves to. Um, because, you know, if anyone deserved that moment, um, then it's hard to argue that one of those guys is not Triple H. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he hugged his kid and he, um, high-fived, uh, Steveson on his way to the ring. And, um, you know, when, 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 you know, yes, I saw him carry them out and I knew what he was going to do. But it never fails to be a powerful image to me, uh, seeing somebody's boots in the middle of the ring. Uh, last time I saw that was WrestleMania 33 with The Undertaker. And I was damn near crying. And the only reason why I wasn't crying with Triple H was because I knew that he was doing this for his health, number one. And number two, I was so goddamn relieved that I wasn't mourning this guy's death. Um, Because, you know, the fact that he can that he can still be around wrestling and more importantly be with his family. Uh, that's what's most important to me. And uh, yep. if, it, if anything, if anything teared me up, um, it was seeing him hug his daughters at ringside because I remember him saying, um, you know, there, there was a moment in time there where it's like, am, am I going to see my kids again? And, um, you know, and, I don't care who you are. If you have a heart, that's going to get you, you know, because no, nobody wants to imagine that they're going to have to say goodbyes to their kids before before it actually is your time. And nobody, nobody as young as Triple H wants it to be their time, especially not like that. So I was very happy that we were not eulogizing uh, Mr. Levesque at WrestleMania. So I got a huge kick out of that moment. And um, and then uh, next up we have um, we had a bunch of bullshit on uh, night two. Uh oh.
1: Um,
0: the, the, the likes of which I did not take notes for. Um, the first bit of bullshit that I would like to call to your attention would be. Bobby Lashley versus Omos.
1: I didn't like this. Man. I gave this as my little point. I gave it up a one or a two or a, or a two somewhere on there because, because I was I was sitting there I'm like, why are you doing this to Bobby Lashley? Well
0: yes, and and yes, why are you doing this to Bobby Lashley and why is this on WrestleMania? Uh, number one, because omos should be nowhere Near WrestleMania. Remember the the other week when I was kind of was kind of laughing at the Undertaker because he called Omos the next Andre the Giant, and I almost get gagged and died. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> <clears throat> throat> Ladies and gentlemen, Omos is nowhere near the caliber of Andre the Giant. Please shut the fuck up. Oh,
1: oh, oh! Did you catch the the spelling error on SmackDown?
0: Uh, no, I didn't. What well, was after, the sound?
1: After Mad Cat Moss won the battle royal, Mad Cat Moss, the winner of the Andrew the Giant battle royal. Oh,
0: oh god, no!
1: Because I, I didn't, I didn't watch
0: SmackDown and I didn't really need to.
1: Yeah, uh, no, I, I, I... I, caught that because uh, one of the guys posted on the on the other group, the WPOV group chat, they posted a still photo, and it said Andrew the Giant.
0: Oh Christ!
1: <laughs> oh
0: God! You know, get, get get this right, good Lord. Um, but um, but anyway, uh, and, and and can we get and speaking of speaking of that, we'll get back to Omos in a minute. But can we discuss the fact that the several mid card champions, including the U.S. champion, who was in this battle royal. They were not on WrestleMania as they should be as champions, but they were in a Battle Royal, which was named for the purpose of being on WrestleMania. Because if you're going to name now, don't get me wrong. I've never been the biggest fan of Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal concept, but if, but if you're going to have it, it needs to be on WrestleMania, not WrestleMania SmackDown, but, <laughs> Not Raw after WrestleMania. Everything is WrestleMania. You, you, got, you got WrestleMania SmackDown. You got Raw after me, You got WrestleMania Backlash, for fuck's sake. Not everything is WrestleMania. Not everything deserves to be branded and treated as WrestleMania. Why is it that every single motherfucker under contract on that company deserves to be on WrestleMania, but... But you can't find time to put a mid-card champion such as the United States or Intercontinental Champion on WrestleMania. But you can put someone like Omos and Johnny Knoxville on WrestleMania. Can someone explain that to me? The answer is no, because there is no explanation for that. I mean, good God. Am I missing something here? No. No you know Jesus Christ now now I'm sure you noticed that my voice has raised several thousand decibels
1: I would have put uh, New Day and and Sheamus Rich Holland on the kickoff show and made room for one of the two champions
0: well, well see but that that was that was another fuck up because originally um that match was supposed to be on night one but it got moved um tonight too. And I wish it had just been on SmackDown or something because it was a two minute squash match on WrestleMania.
1: WrestleMania. But but bet, you get to see Butch. Fuck Butch. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: only Butch I wanna see is from the little rascals, you fucking bitch. You no. Know, what, what what is it? What is it that the new day said? Butch, bitch, and, and what, whatever. Um, no, there were three B's. One was butch, one was bitch, and then I forget the other one. Um, because I didn't watch SmackDown or Rampage uh, on Friday. Um, but yeah, it, it's just an absolute joke. Um, and and almost like I said, he, He's not... He doesn't have it.
1: I did find it funny that Lashley was trying to put the hurt lock on him. Yeah, good luck
0: with that, Bobby.
1: <laughs> good luck with that. That's all I have to say about that. And then, next up... Hold on, give this one a rating.
0: Do I have to?
1: Uh, no, because I'm going to tell you uh, what, the, what the rating uh, on here is. A was. one. Yep, that's exactly what the people get on here gave it. A one. Um,
0: and then next up we have, um, Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn. I was
1: entertained.
0: Well, uh, and I was too. Now, let me, let me preface this, uh, with this. Um, I grew up in the jackass era. Um, was I a fan of it? Not really. But I chuckled from time to time. I've n- never really been a fan of toilet humor and people getting stapled in the testicles and, you know, snake bites on the ass crack and what it, you know, whatever. <laughs> <is. Ow. laughs> oh, um, you know, it's just once I got out of second grade, I kind of graduated very quickly from the toilet humor. Um... <clears throat> the only um the only jackass related thing i found legitimately entertaining was uh bad grandpa um that was actually pretty funny but that being said um it was entertaining i did chuckle um throughout this match with, you know with the end with the giant mousetrap and chris Pontius and a thong with something i didn't need to see <laughs> Ever in life, let alone nationally uh, televised pay per view. Or I should say, internationally. Uh, did
1: you see the meme that was going around afterwards? No. I'm glad I didn't. Mark Henry me Young's hand made an appearance.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, I did see that then. Um, and, uh, you know, shout out to Sammy Zayn for being willing to do that because if I. If I had been in his position, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me! I, uh, you know, I would not have done that. They, they must have upped his pay cut for WrestleMania or something. Because you know that's that's just and, and I'm not knocking Johnny Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville did what Johnny Knoxville does. You know, I'm I'm not knocking him at all. If they wanted to bring him in. that that, that's fine but it doesn't belong on Wrestlemania they they should have you know um stopped the Johnny Knoxville shit at the Royal Rumble um because at least at the Royal Rumble he did what he was supposed to do it's like everyone's finished and got the fuck out of there you know but do I think this should have been on Wrestlemania hell no uh, speaking of WrestleMania, the next match after this was the. Well, um,
1: oh, 60% gave
0: it a 4. Go fuck yourself. Go <laughs> GFY, courtesy of Chris Jericho. you can't or, see that,
1: that's a joke with Jake
0: Mock did. Or very. Okay. Um, fuck you, courtesy of Ben Pierce and Elio Canella of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Um, you know, I, it's, it's, it's just not my cup of tea. Um, know, speaking of not my cup of tea, we have a fatal foray for the most useless, well, arguably the most useless titles in all of professional wrestling, and the only title that could possibly pass up the women's tag team titles in terms of being more useless it's the twenty four seven title now. I can say that we didn't see the twenty four seven title on WrestleMania. Thank God for small miracles, but um, we did see the next most useless, that being uh, the the women's tag team champions sh- championships that go between SmackDown and Raw and whatever. Now. The only high point of this match was the fact that Sasha and Naomi won this thing, which means that those titles do have some sort of importance now based on who holds them. Now, um, but that's the most I can say is that I'm happy for Sasha Banks and Naomi. And believe it or not, I saw this floating around social media, um this was Sasha Banks' first victory at WrestleMania, which blew my mind, but if, if if that's the case, then good for her. You know, she had an awesome moment last year with Bianca, and she wins the title with one of her friends this year, so that's, that's cool, but I still think th- th- the women's tag titles and so on and so forth uh, should not exist. Um... And then moving on to the next match, which I actually uh, did take notes on, we have AJ Styles versus Edge. Um, this was one of my high points of of the evening. Um, you know, have we seen this match, this kind of match, before with Edge? Yes. Um, but I love I this version of Edge as a heel. It's, yeah. it's, it's a lot different than a past um, versions of bad guy Edge. Mm-hmm. I mean, quite frankly, um, with what happened um, in the match, I'm even more um, intrigued because he's going to be starting a sable, uh, with uh, D- Damian Priest. I
1: can't wait.
0: And um, and the rumor is that he's going to have more people joining him. So yeah, if we get a new brood kind of situation, uh, then I am all for that. Now, going uh, through the match, um, we have... Um, we have Edge immediately ducking his head outside of the roast because... Um, AJ went to bull rush and of course um, Edge wanted to be the, the big asshole heel um, but then AJ hits a huge drop kick we have an early spear attempt uh, and, st- and Styles bashes at his head into the steps uh, springboard 450 and Edge got the knees up um, <clears throat> don't worry, I don't have a lot more notes. Thank God. Um, and then and, and Edge hits a big Irish whip, sending Styles strung first into the corner. Uh, Edge hits the abdominal stretch. Um, Styles, um, gets out of that with a hip toss. We get, sh- we get shoulder breakers by edge and a Thompson to the corner styles comes back with the right hand styles crashes into the turnbuckle after this um we we have styles hitting a suplex into the turnbuckle on edge um followed up by big shots we get edge hitting eat defeat kind of maneuver um you know kind of like gail kim but it's it, but instead of to the face it was more to, more to the shoulder of Styles. Styles then misses in the uh, miss or, I'm sorry, misses the Pele kick and gets locked in a cross face uh, for his troubles. Um, he edge does escape the Styles clash. Um, St- Styles hit an outside end DDT. Which was very nice. We have Styles reversing a superplex attempt into a torture rack bomb. That was one of my favorite um, favorite parts of the match. Um, it um, we get a edu- we get an execution for a two count, uh, then a German suplex to Styles. Everything breaks down into a slugfest. AJ hits the Pele kick. Um, the second the second time around, into the calf crusher. Springboard powerbomb by Styles for a near fall. AJ hits a superplex on the apron, it's, that that move always makes me nervous. I don't know about you, Elio, but whenever I see like a superplex to the apron or like a burning hammer or whatever, any any move
1: on the apron makes me nervous. It, 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 exactly, I, I
0: agree. Um, and, then, uh, and then AJ hits on um, a stylus clash after reversing a spear. Um, but then um, then Edge capitalizes on Damien Priest's interference and hits the spear out of midair as, um, as the dials is going for the uh, phenomenal form. To get to the three count. And I am very excited for Priest and Styles.
1: Yep. Uh,
0: next up, this is where night two got really fun. Oh, yeah. This As next we, match was fun. Next up, we have Austin Theory versus Pat McAfee. And... Um, no,
1: nope. hold on. We missed one. We have uh, Wharton, uh Kingston.
0: Well, that yeah, but that was a two-minute squash match. We already oh, yeah, we
1: already did that. Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah. So next up, we have Theory versus McAfee, um, and uh, I don't care what you say, McAfee is a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: You know when he when he first came in against something off air. Yeah,
1: Because fuck um, some people. <laughs> Go on. <laughs>
0: I love this show. I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. I think we're, we're like you know almost three hours into this thing. I don't even care. <laughs> um, what is your uh, What is your uh, timer say on there?
1: Three oh seven. Oh yeah, so we are definitely approaching oh. record territory.
0: Um. But, uh, yeah, so big big shots by McAfee to start um, the match. Um, a shot to the throat by Siri. This, this shot to the throat thing is really turning into a theme between Becky and Bianca and, uh, and Siri and McAfee. Um, and then we have a knee to the back. A uh, top rope spinning elbow by McAfee. This guy's a freak. He, he doesn't care. <laughs> <All right. laughs> he, doesn't a, he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs>
1: You're talking about Darby Allen. What about a guy who's not even a wrestler doing a top rope uh, thing? I, I like when uh, Pat had the headset on and he was slamming a Theory's head into the announce table. Yeah, that kind of remi- reminded me of The Rock. And also,
0: um, Booker T did a, did a similar shtick when he was at uh, TNA. He did a... He was doing commentaries. He was beating people down. Um, that, that was kind of funny. And then we have um, a suplex, two of them, by Theory. Uh, then um, Pat reverses the second one into a suplex of his own. Uh, theory goes bouncing off the announce table. Um, Pat misses a swan turn um, Theory tries to capitalize with the near fall back clip off the rope into superplex uh, by Pat for the near fall uh, shots to the knees and then um, Austin Theory tries to hit his finisher which he calls the A-Town down I think, I think Usher would like royalties for that you know, Jesus Christ, Austin. It seems like you've been in the clubs a few times. I think you would understand why Usher wants his royalties.
1: Have you heard of this? Have you heard of his theme? His new theme. I don't think so. Oh God! Okay, it's. I think I added it to the playlist. Then it's going to be added to this new one I'm redoing.
0: Okay, very good. Well, I look forward to its de- debut on the soon-to-be returning. Uh, and full-fledged wrestling roulette. Um but luckily Pat McAfee reversed uh, the ATD into a three-count and gets his WrestleMania victory, thereby joining an exclusive club, which include which includes him and Michael Cole as announcers who have won uh, WrestleMania matches. Now. This was not um, this was not Pat's only match of the evening as he went one on one with Mr. McMahon because Mr. McMahon was at ringside uh, for his for his uh, match against Austin Theory and uh, Pat started talking a little too much and then um, you know a seventy six year old man wanted to get in the ring at uh, at Wrestlemania and beat a 34 year old man. I'm not sure how that works but you know this is Mr. McMahon and Wrestlemania so of course uh, Mr. McMahon got his comeuppance um, at the expense of Austin Theory but have no fear ladies and gentlemen because Stone Cold called Steve Austin comes out and let me, let me explain something to you folks Austin Theory took one of the best stunners I have ever seen. He sold that son of a bitch, and he went quiet. But (laughs) you would think that as a man who has been taking stunners since 1997, September 22nd 1997, to be exact, that (laughs) McMahon would know how to take a stunner.
2: Um, you're You're on mute. <laughs>
1: I, I, I think Austin was being careful on with him. Yeah, but um, yeah, but that
0: that that didn't, that, that was a, that might have been the worst looking stunner I've ever seen. But
1: anyway, yeah, I, I mean, the man's eighty years old. Come on, well, just
0: just about. So anyway, um, so, yeah,
1: I think it was a bit of both uh, I think he took that stunner the wrong way, and also Austin was trying to protect him.
0: Yeah, well, I can understand that. Um, but then, um, you know, before we get into the main event, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. And and it's going to sound like a joke, but it's really not. Do you do you like the way that this feud between Roman and Brock was built?
1: Not really, it's, uh, it's been slow and uh and uh the build has been slow and the match didn't wasn't uh the greatest WrestleMania match of all time, as they like to just tell us. Well,
0: no. And and that brings up my first point, ladies and gentlemen. And like I said, we're probably gonna have our longest show of all time here, but it it is a WrestleMania post show, so give us a break. We're doing the best we can to entertain you and give you a good show at the same time. Um, <clears throat> but um, first of all, that kind of distinction, you can't say that and then not deliver that. Yep. Because one, you're, you're putting your product behind the eight ball, number one, because you know it's very hard for anything to be the greatest of all time. Uh, number number two, um, you're putting your performers behind the eight ball. The second that you say that, because yes, it is Roman versus Brock. But let's be honest, I'll see this especially for Brock. Uh, you know, and and hopefully he's in a good mood and drinking some jack, and he won't kill me for this. Uh, but um. <clears throat> But, you know, if you've seen one Brock match, you've seen all the Brock matches. It's the same match. Um, And especially, that has never been more true than when he's in the ring with Roman Reigns. It's the same match over and over again. I mean, they just, they go for finishers, they go for Superman punches and F5s and, and, you know... And it's just the same thing. Like, I, I literally, I wrote it down move for move what they did. And, and stop me, Elio, is stop me if this isn't the most repetitive thing you've ever heard. The most repetitive breakdown you've ever heard in the history of wrestling matches. So, so we have... And for, for, for the other matches on the card, I w- you know, I, w- I was doing this for analytical purposes. But for, for the last one, I'm doing this breakdown for entertainment purposes and to prove a point. So check, so, check this out, man. So, we have a brawl into the corner, sh- shoulder block, Um, roaming get... Roman gets slammed into the corner for three for three suplexes. He he gets knocked over the ropes, and then and then Brock gets speared um, by Roman through the barricade. Uh, Brock beats a ten count and kicked out of the spear after a near fall. Uh, we we have two we, we have two Superman punches back to back. We have five German suplexes, a reversal of an F5, a a spear that was reversed into an F5 for a near fall, a reversal of an F5 attempt, speared into the ref, you know, uh, a, a low blow, by um, I I forget who hit the low blow, but um, then then it was a, a spear to um to Brock's kidneys, another spear, which was transitioned into a Kamora lock, a rope break thanks to Paul Heyman, and an F five reversed into a spear for a three count. That was boring. Just hearing that match.
1: I mean, good God! I mean, ladies it, and gentlemen, I am not making that up. Move for move, it was an was, okay. It was an okay match. It wasn't the greatest match of all time.
0: It wasn't even a good match, in my opinion. Why and why do I say that? Because you can't book something that's like, going to be the greatest of all time, and then give us something we've already seen, you know, five, six times before
1: you can't um, do that I, I read someone commenting their Wrestlemania 31 match was better than this one
0: well, well, and I would agree yep. and, and to be honest with you this was the best Wrestlemania overall between both nights you know Wrestlemania 91 was much better um, than night 2 but overall this was the best Wrestlemania since Wrestlemania 31 in my opinion
1: now, did Night 1 have a different atmosphere to it than Night 2?
2: Yes. yeah, oh, absolutely. I,
1: I I feel that as well. I absolutely. It was just like, I just love the whole atmosphere there on Night 1.
0: No, WrestleMania Night 1 was actually WrestleMania. And WrestleMania Night 2 was like, you know, just a dis- a distant, distant second. Um... Now, don't get me wrong, like, I, I kind of like the two-night um, approach for WrestleMania because for years prior to that, it, it, I would be sitting on my best friend's couch falling asleep by the time we got to the important matches. I'm not even talking the main event, but I'm, I'm talking some of the marquee matches. I'd be sitting there, you know, doing this, you know, on his couch. Um, but, um, but I think, I think one of the drawbacks of having, um, a two-night WrestleMania is exactly what we saw. Um, you know, you have, you have the first night get, getting loaded up because you're trying to set the tone. Mm-hmm. And then you have night two that comes off as being much less important because you have filler. Trying to make it seem as important and epic as Night One, and it just doesn't end that way. Um, so I I understand it. My my uh, my um, my bo- my belief is that um, next year's WrestleMania in uh, in Southern California is going to be. A one nighter, and then all the ones after that one are going to be two nighters. No, two-nighters. no, no,
1: no. Next year it's going to be April first and second.
0: Oh, okay. So they're made, they made it a two nighter. Okay. Yep. Um, I I had heard I had heard differently prior. Yeah, to. no,
1: they, they even showed it during uh, WrestleMania thirty eight. They uh, showed the commercial. Okay. Cool. Um, right. you know, but like
0: I said, I, I mean, I like. I like the two night WrestleMania, but you have you have drawbacks to that, just like you would a one nighter.
1: Okay, so you're waiting for the whole show. Uh,
0: between both nights or just WrestleMania night two?
1: All together, WrestleMania thirty eight night one and two.
0: Uh, well, I would I would have to give it a, a, a six point five. Okay. Largely, largely because of night two. Not, if we're talking about night one, I would I would give it an eight point five out of ten, but because of night two, it gets knocked like down to a six point five.
1: Let me see what they gave it on that website. So the whole show itself, um, actually, uh night two, got seventy-seven, got a. We got a four. For night two. Let me check night one. Night one got. Well I looked that up. Well. Night one received. As a. whole for night one.
0: Uh, f- I know. Yeah, okay. It also night one got four. They both have four stars. Oh, well, that that no, no, no. You, you you you. What? There's no there's no possible way that you can put um night two on equal footing with night one. No. There's it's not it's not possible. <laughs> Someone was smoking some good weed when they were when they were watching Night Two. If that's the case, no. <clears throat> all right, so um, they no. they, they were they were smoking weed in the back from, with Matt Riddle. <laughs> all
1: right, so that that's all we have for WrestleMania. Yes, sir. And now we need in into the Raw after WrestleMania, Ben. Mm. I mean, we're, oh, we're yeah. gonna do things the uh, same as we always do, like high points, low points.
0: Yeah, let me let me pull up the the uh, uh, raw after mania. You don't you don't even have to pause the um, pause the zoom. call.
1: Sorry um, to, sorry about that. Earlier fans, just now I was trying to get uh, WrestleMania night one and two. That's one another thing about having two nights WrestleMania. You have to get night one and night two.
0: Or you can just take notes like I did while you're actually watching the show.
1: Oh, for the rating. Oh, okay. Cool. I had I because they, they put them separately because night one rating and night two I think they should've just done it as a whole w night went into combined.
0: Okay, so I well I agree. Um so high points I'll give I'll give the high point to uh, Cody Rhodes promo to open the show. That was a very good promo. That was tremendous. Um I would give a low point to Uh, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan versus Sasha Banks and
1: Naomi. Oh, we need Uh, that heel turn next week. What? We need that heel turn next week from Rhea Ripley. And I'm going to tell you right now, I think she's going to be one of the... One of the Edge's... A a member of Edge's stable.
0: Oh, I would love that.
1: Another... Another low point I had
0: was the debut of Ezekiel. You
1: know, uh, Eli is his little ben, brother. Ben, now look. Now look. <laughs> exactly. We already have an LA Knight. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, he he looks like. I,
0: I saw I saw comparisons to L.A. Night, and I also saw... I, I almost fell out of my chair when I read this. I saw a comparison to Ezekiel and, and Stu
1: Pickles from the Rugrats. <laughs> you, you it wonder was what I saw I a saw comparison to L.A. Night... And Damien Sandow.
0: Uh, yeah, well, I can definitely, I can definitely see the Damien Sandow, but obviously, ladies and gentlemen, he's this Damien is... Sandow's little brother, Ezekiel Sandow. Well, nah, he's Elias' little brother, but, but it's just—it's it's still just, stupid. I thinking, Why are you doing? Yeah, but yeah, this is this is so stupid. this is the very definition of DOA. On the on the main roster. I mean, oh good god.
1: god. Uh, no, but he, the, thing, the thing is, he was on. The, he was already on the main roster. Like they, they brought him up with the same character of alliance. Or well, or yeah. Why are you gonna change
0: it? Because this is WWE and Man. They don't know what the fuck to do. Jeez. Okay. So anyway. <clears throat> Um, Kevin Owens was just as uh,
1: confused as all of us,
0: but, yeah, that was a low point.
1: See, I'm I'm going to say I put the Kevin Owens as my high point, that part as my low point. So it's kind of like a high point and low point at the same time.
0: And another low point was Miz versus Dominic Mysterio. You had 26 seconds.
1: Okay, well, we have have to talk about the headline that you sent me, because what the fuck?
0: Uh, yeah, and, uh, let me, let me pull that off. Okay? Just give, give me a second. Uh, okay. y- you can, uh, you can pretend like you're playing the Jeopardy theme. Do, do, do. <laughs> 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 you're, you're such a nerd. Good God, you're such a nerd. Uh, do, do. Okay, where is it? Um... I'll just I'll just go to your page so I can access the messages. Uh, there we are. part <clears throat> Pardon the little pause. This is, yep. this is it's it's too good not to, not to bring this to you. On the front um,
1: research, PNC exclusive. Yes.
0: So this was on fightful wrestling. Now what is
1: it? Is not fightful, isn't, isn't fightful uh, like? Uh, uh, one of the top sites, like the the like, uh, like yes. I guess. Okay.
0: Yes, it is. Go on. It, this is this is Sean Ross Sab, one of the top oh. re- reporters in wrestling. So this is. this I, I don't know who wrote it, but that's who's in charge of the website. Okay, go on. So Veer comes hard on Dominic Mysterio, <laughs> forces him to submit, and unloads on Rey Mysterio. <laughs> What the fuck? What? You know, and I—I and I would even say the way that they handled Veer's debut was a low point. Oh, I didn't. You know, I didn't like that. No, I didn't either. I thought that was um, like
1: really bad. Like that was like I get it. Like the like the new the new star like makes their debut after match, but the way he debuted, it, it, it there was nothing there for me.
0: Um, well, yeah, exactly. Um, and then another lo- another low point was uh, Braun Breaker winning the NXT Championship on Raw for reasons we just went over. Yeah. Um, like it, it's it's not necessary. Um, and I'll get I'll give a high point to. The Edge's promo
1: oh, with... Oh, um, Jesus. I love that promo.
0: With Damien Priest. That was
1: really cool. i ask you a question. Yeah. You see how Edge has his hair styled? No? Yeah. Is it just me or were you getting uh, Ministry, Undertaker, Ministry of Darkness vibes with the whole purple lighting and Edge's uh, the way Edge's new look? Oh, I definitely was, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I like this. Because I was yeah. a fan of the Ministry of Darkness.
0: Well, you might get, you might get a rebirth of sorts. Uh, I like it. I'm, Cause, not, I'm in because you have to keep in mind the original brood was folded into the Ministry of Darkness. Yep, and I think that's what we're getting here is a new brood. Yes, folks, we are that old. We have been watching wrestling that long. Yep. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but. um... But yeah, the, in terms of uh, in terms of the prestige of a RAW after WrestleMania, this failed to deliver on every single aspect after Cody Rhodes' promo. Okay, uh, was, oh, the going. show the show ended. I have to say this: the show ended with an in-ring promo by um, mm-hmm. Roman Reigns. And so, by default, that can't be a low point. I'm not saying it is, but I'm just—I'm just like we've heard this promo before. Um, but but yeah. Did you have anything to add? In oh, okay, of- so
1: for for high points, I gave it to the Cody. Again, I gave it to the Kevin Owens promo just because, like, what I said—it both high point and low point. I gave another one to the Bianca promo. Okay. Um, the MVP promo I, like like—we've already seen this in Impact Wrestling: Bobby Lashley versus MVP. They already did this.
0: Yeah, but I think I think they're doing it more for Amos because he needs something.
1: And for low points, I'm done. Carmella and Queen Selena. I'm I'm done with this. Every time Carmella's out, they shift the camera over to Corey Graves.
0: Well, well, I think I think that will end after because I think they're getting married today. Oh, thank and, God! And they already had the big make out session on Raw last night, which, oh. which that was. Oh, that. I mean, if I wanted to watch stuff like that, I would go to Pornhub or something. <laughs> you know, what? It, it doesn't. You know, it doesn't need to be on. Uh, yeah. You know, Monday Night Raw. Yeah, uh, okay. and and what 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 makes me fear is because several weeks ago, Corey Graves said that he and uh, um he and Carmella wanted to have their own version of the live sex celebration.
1: Oh my god! Just stop!
0: I'm like, no,
1: no, we no, don't. That.
0: I'd much rather see 2006 Lita than Carmella today. Oh,
1: my God.
0: I, I mean, I would I would take Lita today over Carmella today. <laughs> right? You know. And, and well,
1: speaking of which, um, okay, America's got talent, okay? Oh, and now here we have Canada's got talent that just started up. Yes. Yeah. And you know who one of the judges is?
0: Yeah, uh, Trish Stratus, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, okay, is that what we got for?
0: Yeah. Speaking of Trish Stratus, she is one of the most timel- timelessly beautiful women I've ever seen. I mean, good God.
1: I'll take Trish <laughs> over Fina Carmella. Oh, oh,
0: any day of the week. Absolutely. But but, that, but that's the thing when, when you're calling Carmella the most beautiful woman in WWE, uh, no, <laughs> no, no, and it does it does. I'm not saying Carmella's is not beautiful. She obviously is, but but this gimmick is just it's not working. No, it's and, not. And, it, and and this thing with Cody or this thing with Corey Graves. I understand that it's a real life thing and they're in love and and that's great. I'm not taking that away from them. I don't need to see it on my TV.
1: Nope. So is uh, is that what we have for Rob? Yes, sir. All right. uh, Before we do that, uh, because I was supposed to do this after WrestleMania, I'm going to run through my rankings for WrestleMania from 1990 to 99. Cool. Alright, so let me check something here. Okay, so we have 10 WrestleManias in the 90s. and number 10, very last place is WrestleMania 7.
0: I agree.
1: I should have WrestleMania 13 because that was just terrible. Outside
0: of Brett versus Stone Cold, yeah. I agree.
1: After that, in eighth place at WrestleMania 11, because I don't know what they were thinking with with that one.
0: No, no, that that was a bad WrestleMania.
1: Then we had WrestleMania 15.
0: Yeah, well, well, that one fell victim to a lot of injuries, I think.
1: And uh, the 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 one takeaway that that sticks out from that is uh, Undertaker, and the uh, Boston Smash. Undertaker was hanged. Uh, Boston from the cell. Yeah, that wasn't yeah. that
0: wasn't
1: good. Uh, then uh, I have WrestleMania six in sixth place. That surprises
0: me, given the historical value of that show.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, uh, at the, when, it, when it was airing live, it was, like, a, it has that special feeling. It's like, okay, this is kind of, it's kind of cool, like, to see WrestleMania. And then, like, all later usually look back at it, and it's like, it wasn't really that great.
0: Yeah, I can see that.
1: And here we go with the top five. In fifth place at WrestleMania 9. Yeah, that's a little too high on that list for that show. And uh, number fourth place WrestleMania eight, and in the top three WrestleMania fourteen, WrestleMania twelve, and WrestleMania ten. In in number one spot.
0: Hey, I agree with that. I would have put I would have put WrestleMania twelve in, in third. But other than that, I agree.
1: All right. So that is... and uh, on Saturday I will have my WrestleManias four. 2000s to (laughs) 2010.
0: Well, I look forward to that.
1: All right, so Ben, I have a list for you before we get into wrestling with that. No, before we get into Time Warp.
2: Yes, sir. I
1: thought thought I'd get this list out of the way early before we get into Time Warp and uh, wrestling with that.
0: Let's do it.
1: These are the top 25 Pixar movies.
0: From worst. Yes, we need a break from wrestling for a minute. We uh, we've been talking for almost th- three hours, I think over three hours at this point.
1: These are the every Pixar movie from rated from worst to best. All oh right. God! Number twenty-five. Sorry, number twenty-three. We have Cars two. Okay. Number twenty two we have cars one. In number twenty one we have cars three. Here, well, you're,
0: you're, sorry? you're gonna put cars three above the previous two? I
1: don't I I don't agree with that. And this isn't my list. I actually found this uh, when I'm looking at on my phone through Google News, I'll see like the top whatever, so I'll be like, well, let me take a look. No, I, I
0: understand it. it's not yours. Yeah. I'm just saying I
1: no, I know what I'm saying. Here are your top 20. Are you ready? Yeah. Number 20, A Bug's Life. Oh, Lord. Nine, 19, Monsters, Inc. Oh, that's
0: painful. No, that's, that's, that's not true.
1: Number 18, Onward. Number 17, Monsters University.
0: Oh my god.
1: What? Monsters University should be lower on that list. Sorry, that's number 17. On what was number 18, yeah. Number 16, Up. Oh boy. Uh, Okay, number, number 15, we have Ratatouille. 14, we have Good Dinosaur. At 13, we have Wally. At 12, we have Brave. And at 11, we have Finding Dory.
0: Finding Dory should be lower on the list. I'm sorry.
1: Here are the top 10. Okay. At number 10, you have Inside Out.
0: I've never even heard of that movie.
1: At number 9, you have Soul. Okay. 8, you have Coco. And number 7, you have The Incredibles 2. And number six, you have Toy Story 4. What? <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You're <laughs> in your top five. I don't, I don't know if I'm ready for this. And number five, you have Toy Story 1. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> fuck right off. Uh, And number four, you have Finding Nemo. Okay. And number three, you have Toy Story 2. And number wait, wait,
0: two... Wait. Sorry? You, uh, say, say, I'm sorry. Uh, to, Toy Story 2 is number two?
1: No, yeah, uh, no, number three. Toy Story 2 is in third place.
0: Okay, well,
1: you better, you better start...
0: Listen to some fucking classics if you don't want me to have a fucking heart attack.
1: The top two Pixar movies, okay? Number these, the, these are the top of the list are the best ones. In number two, we have The Incredibles 1. <laughs> 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 and in the number one, Toy Story 3. Oh, fuck off! Oh. No, 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 thank you! I disagree. Again, I did not put this list together. I found this list when I was reading the news. No, no, Bel- believe me,
0: I trust you because I know no, for I'm... a fact you're not that stupid. I know.
1: No, I was saying, so tell the fans, it's like, I found these lists when I was looking at my news, and uh, I couldn't believe this. But Ben, I'm going to tell you right now, coming up on our future episode, one of the lists that we're going to have are the top 53 Disney movies, every Disney movie ranked. Oh,
0: God. All right, so I'm going to tell you ahead of time, I love Disney. So, I'm telling you now, there could be some rants, because now, now you've made it personal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. I didn't do anything, What did I do. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, if you're gonna have a Disney list, you better come crack with it, because Disney is my childhood. I agree. No, so I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm
1: just saying. I I I already started putting this list together and and by the way if
0: Lion King is not number one no
1: you know what I don't even know what number one is because I have to take a look because what I do is I don't want to sit there and screen record screen and I I mean I want to sit there and screenshot 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 so I screen record myself going through the list rolling through the list so I have to still look at it but I started doing the bottom of the list. I'm, I did fifty three to forty eight. Oh God! And then, I, and uh, then I, I, there, there's one on my phone that I'm gonna have fun putting together, the top one hundred horror movies. Uh, no, no,
0: that one I'll be interested to hear. I want to do that one on the show.
1: Yeah, no, that one we're gonna plan a future show. Um, that will probably be, maybe next Saturday, um, or no, no, yeah, next Saturday because this Saturday we're gonna do Disney. Yeah. But okay. Now we're gonna go into Time Warp. And I have, I just have a couple of um, I just have a couple of uh, live events because I just want to get them out of the way so. Let's see what we have in Time Warp and our first event is going to be from GWF, the Global Wrestling Federation. Okay. Alright. Now this show took place Saturday, July 27th, 1991, Triple H's birthday. Oh,
0: very cool!
1: All right, so now this is a this was a live event, so wrestlers uh, had more than one match on this night. Okay. So in the first match, we had the Renegade Warriors defeating the Dirty Davis Brothers.
0: Oh God!
1: Bad news: Brown defeated Steve Dane. FireCat defeated the Cuban Assassin. Where did they come out with these names? In a Global Wrestling Federation Television Championship match, the Patriots defeated Cactus Jack by disqualification. Oh, no. The Handsome Stranger defeated Rob Price. The Handsome Stranger would go on to be known as Buff Bagwell.
2: Oh, Lord.
1: Then we had tag. We had then we had the start of a global wrestling federation tag team championship tournament. Okay. And this is round one. Bill Irwin. No, sorry. Before that, there was a tag team match. Billy Black and Joel Deaton defeated Brian Davis and Terry Daniels. Now we move on to the tournament. In the first match, Bill Irwin and Johnny Ace defeated Jeff Gaylord and The Avenger.
0: (laughs) The Avenger? Give me a break.
1: What is (laughs) this? This was 1991. Good Lord. Then we had Billy Black and Joel Deaton defeating Nightmares 1 and 2. Moving on to round 2, Johnny Ace didn't last too long because... The Dirty Davis brothers defeated Bill Irwin and Johnny East by 12 Oh, God. So he's out of the tournament. So, real, real quick,
0: um, I hate to do this, but breaking news, um, remember how you said uh, that at the um, at um, stand and deliver the women's tag team title switch hands? Yeah. They switch hands again because toxic attraction
1: got them back. Why do they do this? Ben, why are you giving me spoilers? I haven't watched NXT. Well, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying. What, 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 what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good to know because I love toxic attraction. Doyle Lovaccio can tell us as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, continue. All right. Steve Simpson and Chris Walker defeated Stan Lane and Steve Cox. Then we had two versions of the cartel in this tournament. We had the team of S- Scott Anthony and... Uh, I believe it was... Let me get the other name for you. It was Scott, Anthony, and... You know what? It doesn't matter. Hold on. It was Scott, Anthony, and Rip Rogers. Yeah, very
0: good.
1: Sorry? Very good. Yeah, it was... uh... Okay, so there were two versions of the cartel in this tournament. Scott, Anthony, and Rip Rogers defeated... Joel Dean and Chaz in one match. Then the cartel made up of Cactus Jack and Makin Singh defeated Tom Davis, only one member of the Davis brothers. Then we move on to the quarterfinals and we have Steve Simpson and Chris Walker defeating the New Zealand militia. Where do they come up with these names? Holy shit. <laughs> Then we had uh, Scott Adley and Rip Rogers defeating the Renegade Warriors. And then in the semifinals, Steve Simpson and Chris Walker defeat Anthony and Rogers. And in the finals, Steve Simpson and Chris Walker are your new global wrestling federation tag team champions defeating Cactus Jack and Makin Singh. Okay, cool. So, that is a global wrestling variation for July 27, 91, and the next one will be from August 2nd of 91. know, And now, we're going to move on to wrestling roulette, which is the final wrestling roulette that we're going to have, but we're going to play it a little different, Ben. Because it's wrestling with that, but we're not gonna, this time we're, not, we're gonna try something different. Instead of playing 21 songs, I'm gonna set my timer for one minute, and you're gonna guess as many themes as you can in under one minute.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. So let me just set the clock here. Set the timer, hold on.
0: Actually, before we do that, can we hit pause? Because so I gotta, um, I gotta make a little, uh, up. Yeah,
1: yeah. All right, we are back. Uh, it's time for our final segment, Wrestling Roulette. A little bit different. Ben, usually I play 21's tracks. You have to guess whose theme it is. Yep. We're going to try something different here. I have in front of me, I have my clock. I have my, sorry, I have my timer set for one minute. You see that? Yep. You're going to guess as many theme songs as you can in one minute. If you don't know, just say pass.
2: Okay. All
1: right, are you ready? Yes, sir. All right, let me just uh, cue up the theme. Your time starts now.
0: Nation of Domination?
1: If you don't... Hold on. If you don't know, just say pass. Don't like. You don't know, just pass. Okay. So, here we go.
2: Pass.
0: Pass. Pass. Superfly Santa Pass, Pass, Batista Pass, Triple H. Stable.
1: Bam, bam! Bam, bam, bagel. Bam, bam, bagel. That is your time.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: And that is your time. I didn't right. do
0: too bad.
1: You didn't do too bad at all. That was pretty good. Alright, um... Fans, we'll be right back to close out the show. All right, Ben, one minute, you guessed, five themes. That was just a test to to try this new format out. Well, I would say that
0: wasn't too bad.
1: No, and uh, I think what we're going to do is we're going to keep the old format as well. We're just going to alternate between both uh, versions every week. Sounds good to so me, so buddy. Next week, we'll do the 21 themes, and the week after, we'll go back to the one-minute. Uh, but for now, we're saving show to the close.
0: Absolutely. This has been like a marathon <laughs> edition of oh, okay. the podcast on, tonight. Let me,
1: let, let me tell you what, what I have at the top of my screen. 359. Now, fans, keep in mind... We were on. We, we did do this on Zoom, so even when it's paused, it's still running, and it it start, it starts counting as soon as I log in.
0: Yeah.
1: So, but uh, it should be interesting. But still, to see.
0: but still, it'll it'll be interesting to see how long it actually. Yeah, is, I was but... about
1: to say it should be interesting to see how long the show went.
0: Yeah.
1: All right, that is it. Our post WrestleMania show, I guess. Maybe we should just call it that post WrestleMania show. I really have no title.
0: Yes, yeah. Well, I, I think we have to say WrestleMania post show uh, because yeah. that's what it is.
1: Yeah, and yeah. Um, yeah. So, for my co-host Ben, I'm Elliot. This is the PC British Wrestling Podcast. We'll be back on Saturday nights. Actually, um, actually,
0: sorry? um, actually, um, I'm out of town on Saturday. You want know, to do a uh, Friday? Like, skip. Uh, we'll skip on uh, what is it? Rampage.
1: Uh, I'm not sure what uh, when we're doing the WPOV. Okay.
0: Well, well, you know, we'll talk about it after the show, and then uh, yeah, if if maybe we can just do the show on Tuesday.
1: Yeah. Well, we can cover all of um, we can cover. But then, I, I guess, what are we going to cover E.W. this week and all that? Yeah, I mean,
0: I mean we still can. We just got to do the show on Tuesday.
1: <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, we'll figure that out. So, for my co host, Ben, I'm Elliot's with the Speed and podcast. Ben, say night to the fans.
0: Good night, and thanks for hanging out with this absolute marathon edition of the podcast. <laughs> our second since our season premiere.